Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Is it me, Amanda Garcia? <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those freaking pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, pr927fm.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Be a part of today's program with what is on your mind. Or if you have a question for one of the crew here or one of our guests, you can get that in on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We have a lot of guests to get to on today's show. We'll talk some O's baseball and Major League Baseball coming up in about 25, 30 minutes from now with Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. O's winners last night. And uh, have the tied for the second most wins in the American League. So they are playing great. We'll talk about that. The prospects of Connor Norby potentially joining the team and more with Mark Brown later on in hour number one from CamdenChat.com. And hour two, we'll talk some pirate baseball with Brandon Manning. He will join us. We'll get you ready for the ECU Tulane series and also get Brandon's thoughts on the loss to NC State. And the Pirates getting swept by Wichita State. Brandon is usually glass half full, sunshine and rainbows. We'll see how he can put us in a better mood for the losing streak East Carolina's on right now when it comes to baseball, trying to get rid of that streak. When the Green Wave come to town tomorrow, uh, we'll talk to Corey Glore coming up on Friday's edition of Pirate Radio Live about that as well. So we'll preview ECU Tulane and have our ECU baseball report Brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance with Brandon Manning coming up at 4 o'clock. At 4.30, it's another game of Name That Sound. More on that momentarily. At 5 o'clock, we're talking a lot of football. NFL draft is tonight. Happy draft day to those who celebrate. I'll be one of those celebrating. Uh, i got a buddy of mine that loves the draft, loves the NFL, and is hosting his annual draft party and has put together a giant prop sheet that I have to fill out between now and 8 o'clock. And I got to tell you, it reminds me of how much I do not know about this year's NFL draft. So uh, we'll touch on that, talk about some old draft stuff, and Dominique Davis will join Marcus Crandall and I, and we'll play a little bit from our interview we did on Tuesday morning with Kerry Joseph. He is the assistant quarterbacks coach with the Seattle Seahawks and talked about draft prepped as an nfl coach and uh, asked him about holden aylers asked him uh, marcus straight up asked him who the seahawks first pick was going to be in the draft you'll hear how he answered those questions but excited to talk to uh, some former pirate great quarterbacks the hall of famer marcus crandall and dominique davis coming up at five o'clock so we got all that on tap and your comments and a lot more on today's edition of pirate radio live uh steve is on one early on and we'll see if shirley has any of these uh clips ready to go he says happy draft day clampo clampo clipper yeah all right he says go gator hey, hey, hey atticus go gator go gator burgly uh the burger the burgly uh, the 
burger the burgerly. All right, and Shirley, his final one is I want me some glory hole. I want me some glory hole. Jerry Jones looking for that glory hole tonight when Dallas is on the clock. All right, uh, so let's get to uh, Flight by Yingling ECU report before we move on to other topics. And we're still awaiting East Carolina to take the diamond uh, once again, and weather permitting, uh, they got Tulane coming up this weekend for a three-game series. And with all the losing lately, it becomes a very important series for East Carolina to win and hopefully sweep. That'd be nice as well. But right now, we just want to win. Scheduled right now for six o'clock on Friday, four o'clock on Saturday, and the finale Sunday at one o'clock at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Getting an update on what's going on in softball. The Pirates this weekend will be taking on NC State. Interesting uh, non-conference series this weekend. They got the Wolfpack Saturday for a doubleheader in Raleigh beginning at 2 o'clock, and then they'll play Sunday coming up at 1 o'clock. All right, and lacrosse, a great interview with... Amanda Moore on the Brian Bailey Show on Monday, if you missed that. Saturday, East Carolina taking on James Madison. Shirley, are you a PA in that event? Are you got What do you got? I was supposed to PA that event, but uh, I had to uh, back out because there is another event going on at the exact same time, and I need to be in line for that. Are you talking about the equipment sale? Yeah, that's happening at like 4 o'clock that afternoon, something like that. All right, so you have put aside your PA duties Mm -hmm. to go to the awesome equipment sale, Mm -hmm. which is coming up this Saturday. Yes. Fair play. I have a list of things that I would like to purchase. Name two things on your list. Um, I would like to get some, some track pants, not like from the track team i like you like know what i'm talking adidas, about adidas like yeah the track adidas pants. track yeah. pants okay. uh, if they're if they have any of those i'd like to get my hand on a hands on a couple of those because the ones i have the uh pirate because i've worn them so much i've washed them so much that the pirate head that's on the side of it is starting to come you can't really see it very well all right number two on the list uh number two on the list i would like to get a uh possibly a basketball jersey if the number is right that would be cool uh men's or women's specifically um, women's either one if what if number are you looking for 13 okay because that's my jersey number all right if you see a 13 put it aside for shirley she'd appreciate that mm-hmm. uh but you plan on being up there in line anyway once the- yeah and if they've got some uh if if softball or baseball has some of those um bat bags that they oh, don't yeah. use i'd like to get my hands on one of those all right so here's the schedule of events for saturday according to ecupirates.com coming up at noon ecu lacrosse versus james madison also at noon the pirate equipment sale so that's at noon on saturday one o'clock the kids zone opens up one o'clock the car show begins chandler are you in the car show this year oh chandler honeycutt is here hello chandler hey cliff how you doing doing great am are i in you? the am i in the am i in the cars and stuff like that are you in the car show oh no no I'm no not in the car okay show. all right one o'clock vendor palooza opens one o'clock touch arg trucks begins 2 30 pd's birthday I've attended that uh, back in my day. You plan on being there? Nah, not this year. All right. Four o'clock, baseball versus Tulane. 
so hopefully the weather holds up and we can have a great day of pirate festivities again these were supposed to go on during the spring game weekend but weather took that uh out of play so here we are now and that is our flight by yingling ecu report brought to you by flight by yingling next generation of light beer don't just raise a glass raise the bar flight by yingling available wherever beer is sold newton asking do they have game worn baseball caps um i don't recall them having those so i from the equipment sale have picked up a really cool track jacket shirley is looking for like a track some track pants yeah i got a track jacket last year i got a sweet jacket years and years ago um i remember they've had football jerseys there so yeah uh, maybe newton i don't know they will have some sort of hats there i would say uh, I, I don't imagine they would be game used, right? It just would, simply because that would be. I think there's a hygiene thing that potentially could pose a problem there. I, I, most of the stuff there, I shouldn't say most. I, I don't know, but like some of it is used equipment and stuff. Right. But a lot of the clothing is just like a surplus, right? Like yeah, extra sur- stuff. it's extra stuff because yeah. a lot of it's still in its original packaging. Newton still says, has tags on them and also everything. is there a list of items that can be viewed surely i do not believe there is no, unfortunately not i wish we could do that ahead of time but no uh eric says are there any game worn jock straps available i prefer mine to be used that way i know that it will perform for me can't say that i have seen any of those chandler if you could get one ecu athletes game worn jock whose would you choose mm, game worn jock probably bryce williams <laughs> hey bub you got my jock on you got my jock on <laughs> dang i was looking for that dang man you got my jock yeah, man you took my jock all right i think i would choose ezra and see if i could spin as fast as he could while wearing his jock what do you think you think my spin cycle could improve kind of like the mask <laughs> yeah <I laughs> it's put like it on. yeah instead of the mask <laughs> smoking <laughs> hey why is that green down there uh jamie has bought game used baseball jersey and football jersey yeah i've seen the the used jerseys that have been washed but like hats are a different hats are different than a jersey right oh yeah newton oh no <laughs> I, I, would, I knew we I, should have stopped this talk. Even though I would not necessarily be, you know, the one to purchase one, but if I had to buy a game used jock strap from an athlete, yes, Rajay Harris, because <laughs> my he, guy, yeah, because guy. you know when he, you know, the dude's got some some cojones, cojones. Newton said Jacob Jenkins coward. Too soon way too soon newton way too soon that is our dang got my jock flight by yingling ecu practice report um i would like my very own game more game use jock you know why shirley because i'm a lot like Deion sanders oh yeah and by that i mean this Deion likes nothing more than smelling his own fart yeah, that was from Mark Armstrong yesterday when we had him on the show. Smelling his own toots. And so. apparently uh, Shaq does too, if you've seen the uh, the most viral video that's come out in the last 24 hours. I have not. What is Shaq uh, do? Uh, apparently what do do Shaq time? had some what lasagna that uh, gave him a little bit of the bubble guts. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, he uh, 
was fanning himself <laughs> on the on shot? the air. Yes, you could look it up. Uh, I saw it earlier today. Look it All up right. on Twitter. John said he would get what? What kind of show is this? It's gone down the toilet. Good apparently, grief, man. This is all on me. This is not y'all's fault. This is this is my fault. John said he would choose Holton's because he got balls. Cocahones. Thank you, John. We got to move along, folks. Got to move on to the next topic. NFL draft coming up tonight, and for Panthers fans, Chandler, you said last night at sports trivia. You said tomorrow night. How did you word it? I won't paraphrase. I'll let you quote yourself. I might paraphrase myself, but it was something like, I want to say tomorrow night is the most important night in the history of the Carolina Panthers. Well, to this point, yeah. But moving forward, it is a very important night because it will determine on whether or not you are a winner for the next five to ten years or you'll continue the losing cycle and extend the losing by another five to ten years yes so the uh the decision made by scott fitterer by frank reich in his first year as the head coach of the carolina panthers and david tepper the owner for the past five years now uh, has a very important decision to make who will it be will it be bryce young cj stroud and in the past 48 hours or so will levis's name has been a you know has that's uh, bs which i think is, it is too but his name is been out there just because of a random reddit post uh but in my opinion i think that guy tonight that is going to be holding up that jersey with roger goodell is going to be bryce young hopefully so, they're away from the podium because bryce young wouldn't be able to see over the podium that is true I'm going to have a lot of short jokes ready to go. Our buddy Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast, will be live tonight. If you want to check out his and the gang's reaction at 8 o'clock, you can do so on uh, YouTube. I think this is year 10. Yeah, that's, doing that's it. cool. We'll recap it all tomorrow, recap the first round, and also start to look at, all right, where does Keaton Mitchell go? Does Holt Naylor's hear his name called? Uh, and then beyond that, after the draft, it'll start it starts flooding out really quickly after the draft guys that get those preferred free agent contracts with teams and we'll see if uh, an isaiah winstead a cj johnson maybe one of the defensive guys miles berry uh but gerard stringer was playing some great football at the end of his ecu career does he get a look from somebody or do these guys start trickling maybe into the other leagues we'll, we'll see uh what happens with that um Jamie says, over under, none of these quarterbacks end up doing well. So, over or under zero? I mean, I guess I'll go over just so if one hits, I can win the bet. But what quarterback would that be? I am intrigued by Anthony Richardson. I think it's just going to take him longer to develop as a quarterback in the NFL other than C.J. Stroud and, and Bryce Young. But he's got the tools. He's got the physical abilities to be something special in this league so um anthony richardson is going to be whoever is going to take a jump on him tonight uh very excited to see where he ends up uh, i've seen colts um and uh i've seen titans titans maybe trading up to get him so we shall see but anthony richardson is definitely i think the most intriguing quarterback in the draft this yeah year. if he went to my team i would be nervous but also exciting i, I like him from the outside looking in I, I think i'd be nervous if my team picked him but man, it would be fun to to have that type of player at the quarterback position moving forward. Can run, has a great arm. Um, 
is very athletic, as we saw in his pro day, because I believe he threw like a like a 70-yard touchdown pass and then did like a backflip on his way down to the field. But look at his tape uh, at Florida. Yeah, he made mistakes just like everybody else does, but there are some plays that he made uh, in a Florida uniform that are just unbelievable, and especially that one against Utah earlier in the year this past year uh, where he spun out of a tackle and was able to find a man in the end zone for a touchdown. He's I had plenty, Utah in that game. He has uh, plenty of those types of highlights. Um, but, I hate uh, Utah, Chandler. Okay, well, I'm just going to quit talking. And early in the year, they blow it like that, and they have a tremendous year, but I'm already off of them. So I miss all the good they do because I lost on them early in the year. And I remember that game in Gainesville last year. Utah ended up being really good. Florida did not, but they lost that game. I need them to win because of Anthony Richardson. Remember, like, the first two or three weeks of the year, Anthony Richardson was like Heisman? Uh, people were very high on Anthony well, yeah, Richardson. Yeah, tremendous start of the season. So uh, I didn't mean to bring up Utah. I'm sorry. Well, you did. Uh, for folks out there tuned in, who who are you most excited about your team drafting? Who is your team and who do you want to pick? Which one are we doing? My idea or your idea? We can do both. <laughs> okay. Three-parter, folks. Who is your team? Who are you most excited about your team getting on draft night? Whether it worked out or didn't work out, who is that guy in the past? And then who do you want tonight? There's your three-part question. I put, and ironically, I hated those types of questions in school. Yeah. Like when I would see a, a multiple part I know. question, I'd be like, ah. Yeah. So. Well, you, well, you did this. I apologize. I'm just ruining the show, so I'm just going to hush. No, I don't want you to hush. I want you to tell me who you were most excited about on draft night for the Panthers because earlier today, I put together a list and tweeted it out. The players I was most excited about on draft night for Washington – and this is not hindsight. This is putting yourself in the in front of the TV watching the draft at that time. And for me, number one was Robert Griffin III. I was super excited to get him. Sky's the limit. It was followed up by a rookie of the year season in 2012. Washington won their division, went to the playoffs. Robert Griffin III and the offense was awesome. Then he got hurt, and then it all went down the pooper. But... I was excited about RG3. It paid off for one year, and that's about it. Number two on my list was LeVar Arrington. Thought he was going to be the next Lawrence Taylor. He was not. Number three, Chase Young, to be determined. Number four, Michael Westbrook. I was young. I remember him catching the Hail Mary against Michigan as a member of the Colorado Buffaloes. I just first really got into watching Washington week in, week out. And I said, this is going to be my favorite player moving forward. I got his jersey, and I love football more than he loved football. And he had one good year in 99, and that was about it. Number five, Champ Bailey, Hall of Famer, but we traded him. Traded him for Clinton Portis, who I, I love, but would have been great if he could have had a Hall of Fame career in Washington for his entire career. Number six, Brian Arakpo, who had a pec injury every week great guy wanted him to be good he was good but he was not great and always had an injured pick number seven sean taylor actually made football fun to watch after some bad years in washington 
put him together with the other Miami Hurricanes boys, Clint Portis, Santana Moss, uh, 05 playoffs, 07 playoffs, but also 07 was the year that he was needlessly murdered while he was at home with his family. Rest in peace, Sean Taylor. Number eight, Leron Landry, steroids are bad. That is my list. All right. Chandler, I asked you at about 258 to compile a list of players you were excited about the Panthers drafting on draft night, whether or not it worked out at all. But at that time, you were excited to get these guys on your roster. I know who number one is, but say it anyway. Number one, uh, you have to start at 2011 because that's when I was that's when I started being emotionally invested into the Carolina Panthers. And the reason why I started being emotionally invested in the Carolina Panthers one, they're a team from North Carolina, but two, I knew they had the number one pick, and I knew they were going to take Cam Newton. I was very excited about them getting a Heisman Trophy winner, a national champion, and Cam Newton was fun to watch as a Carolina Panther until he wasn't. Uh, number two on my list, I was very excited when we picked up Christian McCaffrey. Um, was very excited to see him because I know, you know, watching him in college, he was fun to watch. I don't know if Christian McCaffrey was a guy that was a was a player that we thought we were going to pick, but when we picked him, it was kind of shocking, I remember. But at the same time, it was like, all right, this is a playmaker that we can have uh, for years to come. Uh, number three, um, Kelvin Benjamin. Was very excited when we got him because uh, I remember just watching him in the national championship game. Had the game, game-winning catch. Had the game-winning uh, catch against Auburn in the championship game. I want to say the first playoff championship game, or was that the last BCS Bowl championship? I can't remember, but I remember seeing him play in that game, get the game-winning catch, and when he was announced as a Carolina Panther, I was very excited about the future of Kelvin Benjamin as a Carolina Panther, and unfortunately, that did not work out. He no. got fat, 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 and uh, things didn't work out. Um, I let's see, number four, I would probably say this is another guy because he was so good in college. I think he had an off year, but when we drafted Chuba Hubbard, yeah, um, I was like, okay, um, that's pretty interesting because we got him. He sat out like the COVID season or something, right? Yes. Yeah. And because we, we got him in the fourth round at 126th overall. So when we got him, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I remember he had that one good year, close to like 2,000 yards maybe, um, at Oklahoma State. So that's number four for me. And then number five. I'll tell you why you were excited. In 2019, he had 2,094 rushing yards in one season. Mm. That's why you were excited. Yeah. And then number five, um, it took me a while after I watched his highlights because I watch all the draft picks highlights. But Brian Burns, mm-hmm. um, I remember them showing his highlights. And I that was a time where we were desperately needing a defensive end. We were needing somebody on the end to create pressure. Not necessarily a big bull rush guy, but a guy that's very quick. Uh, and I remember the first thing I remember when we drafted Brian Burns when he went on the stage with Roger Goodell, I was like, "This guy is very tall and skinny. Like he's not, he doesn't look like a defensive end." But watching his highlights, I was like, "He's got the quickness to cause havoc," and he has so far as a Carolina Panther. So that's my top five. All right, notice a name absent from the list, which shows Chandler is being honest. Uh, Luke Keekley not on the list because at the time you drafted him, mm-hmm. you're like, "Okay, who's this?" boring guy all right 
got glasses. No, you said he. Uh, you saw he was ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, like, all right, cool. Okay. We'll all take right. it. Uh, but you had no clue the player he would be. No. And uh, that's uh, and that's why we love draft nights. Uh, we don't really know what's going to happen, but for whatever reason, whether we've seen the guy live in college or we we want we wanted him to be the pick or whatever we get excited about it or we think it's a bust and will we return five to seven years later and can actually answer whether or not it was a bust or if it was a good pick uh john is trolling he says i'm a commander's fan and i want carson wentz that's not funny and you're banned from the chat (laughs) so john you are banned from youtube not just the chat like from youtube as a whole you're not allowed to use youtube anymore on your devices uh jamie is excited about the colts getting a quarterback but he's not excited about any of the quarterbacks he says colts getting a qb finally is exciting but not excited about any of them jamie was probably excited when they got andrew luck first overall in 2012 and would be more excited if andrew luck was still playing and did not retire robert the niners fan was excited about vernon davis who actually had some good years late in his career in washington he said uh, Vernon did not hit his expectations. I remember he was supposed to be the like just a freak, which he was. I mean, he is a physical freak, but what we thought he'd do did not match what he ended up doing. Was a good player. You know, you could say at times a really good player, but thought he would kind of take over and be uh, the great next great tight end. And eh, never was that great elite tight end um robert also said he never approved the trey lance pick now i don't know if eric is being hindsight 2020 but he said the kelvin benjamin pick didn't do anything for me complete dud we know it's a dud now did you know it's it was a dud at the time that is the question all right john has apologized and uh john you can use youtube and you know what he did? He played the sympathy card here. He says, how's my kid supposed to watch my Minecraft videos now? John, I can't, you know, sins of the father. I cannot let your son be without Minecraft videos just because of your troll job. So I'm going to I'm gonna allow your son to watch YouTube, and I'll give you 30 minutes a day. How about that? Eric says, don't worry, John. They'll let you out on parole in no time. I'll tell you, we rule with an iron fist, but we are pretty, we're softies too. We let you out. Okay, you can get out there. Uh, I don't know what I would do if you banned YouTube from me. I know. You were in here today watching Epic. What did you search? Epic Epic Draft. Epic NFL Draft Moments. (laughs) Yeah. And Uh, then then the video ended up being like the most surprising pick since 2000 jack uh, is a panthers fan he was most excited about cam and he was excited tonight about whomever we get at quarterback so he's down for whatever tonight looks like that pick is going to be bryce young all right let's take a break when we return we will switch gears a little bit we'll circle back to football for sure especially in hour three with marcus crandall dominique davis and part of our interview with Kerry Joseph, the assistant quarterbacks coach of the Seattle Seahawks. So a lot of NFL, a lot of draft talk, football talk, and ECU talk coming up in hour five, in hour three at five o'clock. But next, we will talk some baseball with Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. We'll also talk some baseball at four o'clock with Brandon Manning. And name that sound 
I have a a suggestion for today's game. I'm going to run it by game host and creator Shirley Rhodes, as well as Chandler Honeycutt. We'll do that when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican uh, food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. And, uh, Clip, as we head back into the show, I have a little bit of an update for you in terms of ECU uh, baseball. The pitching rotation has been changed. All right. Interesting. Uh, Let me ask you a question first. Is Trey Savage in the rotation? Uh, No. All right. So... Answer the rest of the questions. Who is uh, and when? Patrick Mason tweeted out just about 15 minutes ago that Carter Spivey will start uh, tomorrow's game against Tulane. Josh Groves will set uh, will start Saturday, and Sunday is a TBA. Oh, so dang! That was the the big question. So we'll go TBA for game three. It'll be yes. Spivey tomorrow, and Josh Groves coming up on Saturday. Okay, interesting. Also, uh, if you want to see something rather entertaining, there is an episode of Cliff's Cab that's out. Okay. Featuring Carter Cunningham and Lane Hoover. Interesting. And uh, with a special appearance by one Ronnie Woodward. Ronnie Woodward? Yes. So you oh, might want to check wow. it out. Okay. It, it deals with the library. It's that time of year where he goes and passes out candy in the library. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronnie yeah. Woodward is the library king now. So. Wow. Oh, yeah, so you have to check it out. You know, if they spent less time on that cab and more time practicing, maybe they win some ball games. Hey, now you're talking, that's, son. But that's just me. Now you're talking. That's me being me. My good, close personal friend, Jack Dover, has chimed in on YouTube. He said, first of all, his least favorite pick as a Panther was Will Greer. Really? All-time least? He also has a question for Chandler. I have an answer for this question because I had a prop bet going and uh, did not turn out good for me. Chandler, he said, in 2020, were you on Team Brown or Team Simmons for the first pick? I was on Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, me too. Big time. And that backfired. Big time brown what's his first name Derek. is he still there yes and he's really good really really good yeah pike is tuned in listening from north myrtle beach uh on the road to is it shalote yes i remember the first time i saw that i want to say i was on a uh, church trip with reedy branch and i said hmm what i've heard of charlotte what is charlotte 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 uh shalote Thanks for tuning in, Pike, as uh, he's burning up the roads again. Chad, tell me where you're at in North Myrtle Beach. I grew up going to Cherry Grove. 
had a time. My parents had a time. Well, my grandparents had a timeshare in Cherry Grove. Your dad on a dealership? No. Is your dad a lawyer? No. Okay. Um, but had a timeshare in Cherry Grove and uh, spent many a breakfast at Bullinos. And remember going down there and shopping at Bullinos. Many a breakfast. All right. Good stuff. Pike, let Chandler know where you are. All right. Let's switch gears, talk a little baseball as we head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. The O's are playing great. Part of that is due to a bad schedule. The other part is they are picking up where they left off from a year ago and they are playing well and they play tonight against the tigers on the road you can hear it right here on pirate radio but mark uh good to have you back on pirate radio how you doing man clip i'm doing pretty good i guess we're a couple days late to be talking about the orioles seven day winning or seven game winning streak as it's still going on but uh it's it's been a fun month of april so far and that's been great to see. Absolutely. Uh, O's playing some great baseball, and you look right now at the standings in the American League. The unfortunate news is the Orioles are in the same division uh, with the Tampa Bay Rays, who have 20 wins and uh, just lapping everybody right now. But outside of that, Baltimore and Toronto tied with the second most wins in the American League at 16. 16 and 8 are the Orioles. And Mark, uh, what has led to uh, this season? Last time we chatted, I think the O's were around 500 they went on that long win streak and uh what's been going right for the o's who have been the main cogs there well you know clip i think one of the big things that's worked out for the orioles is their april schedule has actually had some kind of cupcake uh, games on yeah. there and they're still in the middle of this right now they had a stretch the the winning streak stretched over uh sweeps of the Nationals, as well as the Tigers. And those are two really poor offenses. And, of course, starting tonight, they're about to have another four games against the Tigers. And then the next series after that is against the Royals, who are also not a very good offense. Um, so uh, that's good if they can continue to take advantage of that. But there are tougher teams looming. So, I mean, that's a big factor. But it's also been good to see there have been a number of Orioles who you would expect who would be key contributors who've been doing well. Um you know, Adley Rutschman is kind of picking up where he left off last year. Uh, and then Cedric Mullins is looking pretty good as well. He's got 10 stolen bases over an 800 OPS. But then there have been a number of guys who've been kind of complete surprising finds. That's especially been the case in the bullpen. You've got uh, Yenier Cano, who is a reliever who just recently tied a club record for retiring his first 24 consecutive batters to start a season. That was dated back to 1976. So, you know, anytime you're talking like, okay, 45-plus-year-old records are getting tied, that's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, other guys in the bullpen, Mike Bauman, Brian Baker, Danny Colomb, who they only got right at the end of spring training and I didn't think was going to last more than a couple weeks. It's, it's, been, uh, it's been fun to see just kind of some of the surprising finds, um, which has helped balance out some of the guys who haven't quite – done as well as last year so far. Mark Brown came to chat.com joining us, looking at some of the individual standouts and also the schedule, which uh, I think that's a good point, Mark. But when you look at it, the O's last year, three games um, kept them from the playoffs. They were three games back of the Rays for that final wild card. And you could probably look back and see some losses to the, the lowly Tigers or the A's or teams like that. So I don't know, a sign of a good team is taking care of teams you're supposed to beat, right? So that, that could go a long way if the the O's are once again in a playoff hunt, and it comes down to three to five games, something like that at the end of the season. you, you got to beat up on those bad teams. 
Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, the Orioles were 1-5 and five against the Tigers last year, and <laughs> the Tigers were also not very good last year. So, you know, that, that was a big part of the, the gap between making the postseason and not. And another good thing about being good in April is last year the Orioles – of course, no one expected them to be good in April, and they dug themselves a hole by going 7-14 and 14 in the month of April. So by improving on that this year, I mean, that's kind of the easiest way to just be like, okay, how are the Orioles going to win more games? Well, if they have a good April, which they've absolutely done, and then the rest of the season just kind of do more or less about as good as they did in the, you know, the, the similar months last year, you know, that gets the team up to suddenly they're in maybe the high 80s for win total. And then um, that's pretty much all. I, I, would, I don't want to say guaranteed, but that's pretty, pretty good chances of at least getting a wild card spot just for improving in the month of April, which, you know, there, there's a few days left. But 16 and 8 on pace for 108 wins after 24 games is a pretty substantial improvement. Mark Brown came to Chad.com. Mark, it's interesting to kind of look at the ebbs and flows of baseball and, and the long season that it is. And Ryan Mountcastle is off to that tremendous start. And look at him now. Uh, his numbers, at least average-wise, are down. And I remember Cedric Mullins last time we talked uh, was really slumping out of the gate. And um, his numbers not quite where they want him right now. But, you know, tied for the lead uh, on the team in RBIs. His numbers starting to look more like we uh, expect to see from Cedric Mullins. So, you hope that when guys are slumping, other guys are there to pick them up and, and vice versa. And it looks like this O's team is kind of doing that with some of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. At Ryan Mountcastle, I guess the thing it seems like for him is, unfortunately, he hasn't been able to hit against Oakland Athletics pitchers, which is another one of the bad teams <laughs> the Royals have played already. He, he really um, beefed up on the home run total in that Athletics series. And I don't think it's homered since, although he still leads the team with six. So, he, his problem is he just keeps hitting hard line drives that end up being almost right at fielders, infield, outfield. It doesn't matter. They're just going right to, to batters. And that was the story of his 2022 as well. So, you know, one of the, one of the questions going forward is how much is that bad luck going to start to even out a little bit? But you're absolutely right. Mullins has started picking it up. Uh, Jorge Mateo has been, uh, just a revelation so far this year. He's still got an OPS over a thousand after playing in 19 games. And that's, you know, that's another big part of the offense kind of picking it up from some other guys who are slumping so far. Um, Anthony Santander is still kind of down in the dumps a little bit compared to where he was doing last year. And, uh, you know, just today, the Orioles have called up uh, prospect Joey Ortiz from AAA Norfolk, who's maybe going to make his debut tonight. We'll see when the lineup comes out. And uh, he's been hitting very well, and he's got a reputation. When he was drafted, he was a glove-first guy, and now he's been hitting very well the last two seasons in the minors. So that's another guy who maybe is going to be able to um, hopefully pick up a little bit if they have give, give him some playing time compared to some of these guys who are slumping. Mark, didn't they, uh, the O's pick up, uh, bring up an infielder recently as well? Uh, yeah, they called up kind of a veteran first baseman, Ryan O'Hearn, and he's only played in five games, but he's already he's hitting three sixty four in his limited action. They've got him up to kind of be a lefty bench bat. Uh, he's 29 years old, so they don't really, it's like, it's not like he's a prospect where they're going to be hampering his development if he's right. on the bench, you know? So, um I mean, you know, again, he's only played in five games, but he's uh, he's hitting 364 as a bench bat so far. So 
you, you can't complain about that either. I was talking to uh, Malcolm Gray, ECU Baseball Media Relations, who follows uh, uh, the minors, follows everything, says that Connor Norby has been playing a little bit in the outfield. To the, you know, Maybe the O's want his bat and are trying to find a spot for him with the big league team. And um, I found that interesting. Uh, and, and we'll see. Mark, what do you think? Do you think Connor Norby uh, sees uh, the big leagues this year? Is that something in the future for the former Pirate? You know, it is interesting. It does seem like some of their infield club, they're trying to see if they can get uh, a little corner outfield for them. I think Norby, he's only played in a couple games in left field, but it's, it, it won't hurt to give him experience. Um, I think that it's maybe going to be a tough squeeze to fit him into the big league picture for the Orioles this year, unless there's some kind of injury into the second base mix. Um there's just too many guys who are ahead of him. Uh, Ortiz, who just got called up today, was kind of farther along. Um, well, he's an older prospect, so they need to they kind of need to evaluate him sooner. And hitting better than Norby so far in AAA is fellow infielder Jordan Westberg, who I think maybe would be the next guy to get the call up right now. Norby is unfortunately kind of uh, slumping a bit to start the season compared to last year where he ended up with 29 home runs over the full season last year, and he's only got two in 20 games so far this year. Uh, he, he just hasn't find his, found his power stroke so far in the month of April. So I think um, until he gets that back as well, it's going to be tough to kind of see him forcing his way up. But I'm hopeful that he'll be able to do that, and I think that uh, if he's able to find that stroke again, as I, as I told you last time we talked, if he... If he um, if he does that, there's going to be teams that are calling and trying to acquire him if the Orioles are making trades to get, you know, veteran major leaguers to improve the team immediately. Um, and, you know, if not, there's a good infield prospect hopefully waiting in the wings whenever they get to him on the list. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, joining us. Mark uh, had a stat earlier this week, and I can update that stat now. There are six teams right now let's see Rays O's Blue Jays Braves Pirates Brewers that have 16 or more wins this Major League Baseball season and three of those teams are 27 28 and 29 when it comes to payroll the the rankings the bottom of the MLB and and those teams are the Rays the O's and the Pirates so we saw the O's battle to the end last year in the postseason we know the Rays are there every year the Pirates are are really kind of the outlier right now, but they're 17 and eight uh, playing a series with the Dodgers where they've won two out of three. Uh, But that's fascinating to see Mark. Is that, is that fluky? Is that maybe a new trend? Is it a new money ball era? Uh, What do you think about the pirates and the O's? And I don't know, the Rays aren't a surprise at all. It's a surprise. They have that many wins, but about, about these, um, these lower market teams and the money that they don't spend compared to other teams having all these wins right now. Yeah, you know, Clip, I always try not to get too far out over my skis and make grand pronouncements after a month of baseball, right? It could obviously look very different by the end of June. But sure. I think it is fascinating that, as exactly as you said, that those three in the bottom five of payroll are now among, like, the top five in records. It's it's interesting. Um, I mean, and I think the Pirates, in the same way as the Orioles, like, it, they've, uh, they've got, like a young and interesting roster that's been supplemented with some interesting veterans. Like, you know, the Pirates have got, they had their reunion with Andrew McCutcheon, and if you thought the Pirates were going to be bad this year, as I did, then it's like, okay, just have a little feel-good story. But now it really is a feel-good story because McCutcheon came back to the team where he started it off, and they're just doing amazing. And um, 
I, uh, I, I think that's fun for baseball to have surprising good teams. I think if the Pirates are able to keep that going, that'll be cool. Uh, and of course, you know, even as much as they're a low payroll team, they just reached a contract extension with one of their star players, Brian Reynolds, who's uh, got an eight-year deal with over $100 million guaranteed. So that'll kind of kick their payroll up a little bit in subsequent seasons as well. So, you know, I, we'll see, I guess, how long it lasts with these low payroll teams succeeding. But I think that we've seen the formula for sustained success from all of them, even with those low payrolls so far this year. And I guess maybe a question will be if their depth is tested, will they be up to the task? And we, we don't know the answer to that until it is, but it's, it's been fun for sure. And I hope it continues. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. Great resource if you are an O's fan on the internet. And I bring that up, Mark, because I saw a headline this week. Joe Torrey, the great Joe Torrey, uh, won a Baseball Digest Lifetime Achievement Award. And that's the first time I've seen Baseball Digest in a long time. I used to remember that as a kid. And thinking of other things, if I go to my, my grandma's house right now in the closet, she has a stack about 10 foot high of a, a newspaper, a newsletter type thing called Chop Talk uh, that was for Braves fans. And it'd be uh, some stories, some features, and uh, something for Braves fans they could get in the mail back in the day. Also remember the This Week in Baseball show, of course, uh, on television. And even now, it doesn't seem like it, but Baseball Tonight uh, is a thing of the past, something I really enjoyed in the 90s during the summer, watching every night, getting updated on baseball. But with the internet and all these things now, heck, Mark, I interviewed a guy this week on the show um, that is the host of the intro show for MLB on Peacock uh, every Sunday, which the O's and the Braves will play in a couple weekends at 11.30 in the morning on Sunday. Peacock trying to, to get the Sunday morning baseball to become a thing. So, I don't know. I was just thinking about how much it's changed, the coverage of baseball, the things we had kind of growing up and as to compared to what we have today. It's a different world. Yeah, you know, Cliff, I think you got a pretty good summary of some of the stuff that was before our time, and now, you know, our time is kind of the old days, too. I, like you, was an ESPN addict uh, there in the 90s. I watched all the stuff. Just you say in baseball tonight, just immediately I heard, uh, you know, the da-na-na-na-na popped up in my head. Like, you know, that was just, that was so much of my, uh, I I guess, not my early years, but kind of my, uh, tween to yeah. teen years, especially because that coincided with the Orioles being good there in the mid nineties. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, we have moved along. Now we've got blogs like mine or how people are following the Orioles. Um, I actually just started a podcast for this season. If anybody wants to look it up, it's called good morning Birdland, And you can get that three mornings a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, nice. hear a little bit about the team. And it's just, uh, you know, there, there's all kinds of new ways to engage with the sport. And I think it's, some of it is annoying because, like, I don't get peacocks, so, like, I'm not even going to be able to watch the Orioles at 11.30 on Sunday morning in two weeks, right? But I'll, I guess I'll have to listen on the radio, like it's uh, back in the 40s or something. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's fun. Like, everybody's always saying, oh, you know, baseball fans are older and whatever, and they got to get in touch with the youth and you know, you and I are not youth anymore ourselves, Cliff. Right. Uh, if, if they got to, uh, you know, find the 20-somethings where they are and keep them, well, you know, get them kind of interested in baseball in their early adult years in the way that I kind of did, even though the Orioles were not good in my early adult years. I was like, you know what, I, I'm just, I really like the Orioles, and that's going to be like part of part of my uh, adult experience. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the way to find those 
you know, people who are like 21, 22 right now is, is different. And it's good that they're trying to find different ways to do it, even even if it occasionally feels a little off-putting to me. Yeah, if you want to watch baseball now, you got to have Peacock and Apple and everything in between. Uh, but that is, uh, that's the way it is. Uh, Baltimore Orioles baseball can be heard right here on Pirate Radio. Enjoy listening to those games on the way home from work. And uh, Mark, coming up on uh, this evening, it'll be once again O's taking on the Tigers. Looking ahead, uh, Baltimore this weekend. Uh, we'll have, yeah, that series with the Tigers so in Detroit. So an opportunity to continue to hopefully pile up those wins, Mark, as they've been doing. What's, uh, what do you want to see out of this series coming up this weekend? Well, the Tigers have the worst offense in baseball so far. They've scored the fewest runs. They have the worst batting average. They have the worst slugging percentage. So I would like to see the starting rotation continue to be able to put together good games against the Tigers. And they were able to do that in the series just this past week at Camden Yards. So uh, that was encouraging. Uh, the Tigers actually took the reverse approach uh, that the Orioles did last year. They have moved their fences in. So that's new for this year uh, at the stadium there in Detroit. So I guess we'll see if that makes a difference for them, you know, their hitters to be hitting with fences that were moved in in their home games against the Orioles compared to playing in Baltimore last week where everybody of course was taking aim at the uh, what's been dubbed Baltimore out there in left field the farther back and taller wall and uh, I, I guess we'll see if that makes a difference for Tigers or Orioles hitters uh, if, if the offense lights up compared to what we just saw at Camden Yards. Looking at the schedule at Detroit, at Kansas City, at Atlanta. A lot of road games coming up for these Orioles. And uh, mentioned that NBC Peacock game, 11.35 a.m. Sunday, May the 7th. Uh, they will be available to everybody to watch the night before. Uh, uh, the O's and uh, Braves have a date on Fox coming up 7.15 Saturday, May 6th. So a national audience for that one. Mark, we'll uh, catch up with you after the Braves series. How about that in a couple weeks? And continue to follow you on CamdenChat.com. And hopefully the O's continue their winning ways. Yeah, that sounds good. Hopefully we've uh, got some more good stuff to talk about by then. Sounds good, Mark. Thank you. Mark Brown came to chat.com joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. O's baseball on the way tonight as they take on the Tigers and continue playing pretty bad teams and hopefully for the O's sake, racking up wins. We'll uh, take a timeout, come back, wrap up hour number one. We'll talk some Pirate baseball in hour number two. No Trey is savage, it looks like, at least on Friday and Saturday for East Carolina. It'll be Carter Spivey on the bump on Friday and Josh Groves on Saturday. Also, name that sound coming up in hour number two. More on that when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself? 
when you can be a pirate. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Welcome back into the show. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Clip Brock. We got Brandon Manning joining us in a little bit. Hour three, got Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer. Dominique Davis, former Pirate QB. And uh, also part of our chat with Kerry Joseph, the assistant quarterbacks coach of the Seattle Seahawks, coming up as we talk a lot of football. Coming up in hour three, we'll talk some baseball momentarily. Quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. One run was scored in the Philadelphia Seattle game today. It was an RBI single by a gentleman named Cody. Now, Cody begins with the letter K, K O D Y. Do you know Cody's famous baseball fight? He's got a famous last name from the world of baseball. Chandler, do you know who that is? Cody with a K? Is it Ripken? Cody Ripken is incorrect. The K is a clue because this pitcher named all of his sons names that begin with the letter K. Kerry Wood. Due to strikeouts. It is not Kerry Wood. His name is Cody Clemens. Oh. Son of Roger Clemens. Wow. Cody Clemens got the only RBI today for the Phillies. That's all they needed. One nothing over the Mariners. We didn't talk about this with Mark Brown or, or with anybody really in our baseball chats. We've been talking about the good, like the Pirates and the Orioles and surprise teams like that. The Dodgers are 500, 13 and 13. Very strange to see at this point in the season. Maybe things will change. Maybe it'll be a topic when we talk to Mark again in a couple of weeks. But they lose to the Pirates today. Pirates win the series over the Dodgers. 6-2 to two was the final score today as Pittsburgh goes to 18-8 and eight on the year. So break up the Buckos. Uh, the Braves trying to continue their ownership, continue their ownership over the Miami Marlins, but they are in a rain delay right now. It is scoreless as they play or as they wait in the fourth inning. Cubs lead the Padres 4-1, to and the Giants and Cardinals are scoreless. Alec Burleson is hitting as we speak. So we'll keep an eye on Burley as he is in the Cardinals lineup today, hitting fifth in the order. He's uh, taking his first whack at it here in the second inning. So we'll keep you up to date on Burley and the Cardinals on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. All right, uh, name that sound coming up in 30 minutes ish and last week come from behind victory for me over chandler honeycutt epic come from behind one that they're still talking about at the water cooler but uh brandon manning i thought was going to join us in studio maybe he is a phoner uh we'll call him phony no he's running a couple minutes behind so he will be here so my question Shirley, if brandon is present for name that sound and this is uh, in wrestling there's uh something called overbooking like you just want to see a one-on-one match you know forget all the interference just a clean one-on-one match but sometimes you got to overbook it what do you what do you think about an overbooked triple threat match today first time ever three contestants on name that sound clip brock chandler honeycutt brandon manning i'm okay with it 
Chandler, how would you feel about that? Why not? I mean, <laughs> I, I've lost to one person every single time. And Why not lose to two? Uh, this wouldn't go time. against your official record since it's a, a triple threat match. So it wouldn't be another loss. But if you somehow beat us, it wouldn't count as a win. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just like when I beat Shirley and I did Right, that didn't count. Oh, that was All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Actually, if you win, it'll count. If you lose, it won't. How about that? It won't go against your official record. No. Which I think you're 0-9 at this point. Yeah. We counted that right? Uh, so if Brandon agrees, we'll have our first ever triple threat match of Name That Sound. Okay. All right. Everybody's cool with it. All right, uh, we owe you a break, so let's take it right now. We'll come back. Brandon Manning will join us. We'll talk Pirate Baseball and more. Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. We roll on on a Thursday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday NFL draft night. Something for everybody. NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, baseball, and uh, football for the football fans. Brandon Manning joining us here. More of the baseball, I would say, of that variety. Hello, Brandon. Hey, I'm a multi-sport yeah, you fan. Are. I mean, I, I actually love to watch college basketball. You Probably my to. favorite thing to watch is college basketball. Are you excited to go to Menji's and see Bobby Pettiford and Cam Hayes and all the guys Mike Schwartz is bringing in? You know, I was talking to somebody the other day. You know, I grew up in Greenville, and there really wasn't a product to follow. So the product in when I, when I was – growing up you know in my early 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 started in 1991 92 93 90s and early 2000s who was one of the better products out there that was duke so i do follow duke basketball games i do go to a lot of duke basketball games every year but i'm here to tell you if they play ecu i will cheer for ecu i will never wear blue to those games and if ecu starts doing everything i will be a season ticket holder for ecu basketball and never go to another duke game okay all you had to say was yeah i'm excited you didn't have to tell us I'm that you're up, a, i'm pumped up for sure that you're a cameron crazy like that's that you're going to change your life and I, I will change my life and go season ticket like holder so how many games do you go to a year now duke no okay uh ecu probably went five or six you I go think. to games yeah i go to games okay i probably went to 10 total college basketball games between Duke and ECU. Maybe 12. Can you make Brandon... Can you put a uh, Duke fan? Under? Jesus Lord. Sure. I mean, you brought it up. I, Jesus Lord. I thought we were going to be excited about uh, some I, Mike Schwartz. I, but. I'm excited about Mike Schwartz. Talked to the guy a couple of times. Okay. Went to his first basketball camp last year with my son. Great, great respect great, to you. Great respect to Brandon Manning. He's a table beater. 
chad is ready for name that sound quick question for you brandon uh you gonna hang out for name that sound today yes you want to play yes triple threat match i'm with you let's go all right he's in triple threat one ver one verse one are we still owen yeah oh Oh, we had an epic game last week chandler was chandler much like the who blew the 3-1 lead was it the warriors warriors against the Cavs. yeah he blew a 3-1 lead hate slash love to see it all right brandon what the h is going on um we'll get to the state game in a minute um wichita we'll we'll go with which we'll start with wichita last weekend um you can go back two weeks ago you asked me for what i think i said we're gonna have that bad weekend you asked me to pick a weekend and what weekend did i pick anybody well shirley was referencing that earlier this week that you did say that would be the what'd you call a trap trap that's gonna be our trap weekend turned out to be a crap weekend it did you know we go out there um i hate to say it was colder but it was colder first off we don't do good and cold i'm gonna say that you talk you, you talk crap about me on the radio for saying that all the time but um players can say what they want to i hated playing in the cold everybody hates playing in the cold it's just a fact of life um but when you take um happened earlier on in the season and we talked to i don't know if it was garrett sailor or just savage one of your first interviews on a year routine when you take a guy who's used to all right i'm going to get to the ballpark at 12 o'clock i'm gonna go get loose go do some things at two three four o'clock go in and sit down for a little bit come out start my bullpen session and then start pitching at six and then you tell that guy not we're not even going to do that on friday night we're going to move it to saturday he wasn't he was not in his his routine is off everybody's routine is off for um the friday saturday now sunday different story we we just crap the bed can i play devil's advocate both teams got delayed that's fine okay um which teams are sleeping in their beds though yeah I mean, like that old R and B song. I can't remember who sang it. Sang it. Sleeping in my bed, playing with my head. Drew Hill. Thank you, Drew, Charlotte. Drew Hill. Yep. Sweet. Love their hair. <laughs> um, wasn't it one of the blonde ones? Yeah. Was Cisco yeah. and Was Cisco and Drew? There Hill? you go, yeah. Brandon. Okay. Showing off. Um, uh, good job. All right. Uh, they did the Wild Wild West uh, theme uh, soundtrack too. With uh, okay, I did not know yeah. that. You were ready to go for um, that. Song. I am. I've been studying name that sound, but yeah, Devil's Advocate. You're right but it just throws you off um especially when you're not in your bed not in your town not in your fans uh and the big thing is we do like playing in greenville you cannot discredit that we love playing Man. in five thousand screaming you know purple and gold cheering sobs and that's just the way we're gonna be all year <laughs> the the uh the numbers are crazy brandon between home and away it you know what it really is uh there's again we hit better we throw better we field better um is wichita turf did i yeah yeah because they kept bouncing it through the infield for base hits yeah so you know that's there's always that perfect storm of things that can happen to you and then we just let it i think snowball and get in our heads and it just got to us and we lost hey by the way um pirate uh social media people campbell lost yesterday to an unranked elon are we ready to talk about their coach being fired too nobody's saying fire cliff you nobody's saying down. fire cliff. you're being just, straw man right now but but saying fire cliff nobody nobody's saying fire he's cliff. being sensitive but what i'm saying is you're gonna lose in baseball you're gonna freaking devil rays has lost two in a row that's the, crazy that's insane two in a row they start off undefeated 
they were going to go undefeated the whole year if you asked everybody on the daggone <laughs> social Stop media Stop saying post. everybody. Everybody. right. Virginia got swept by Notre Dame. Duh, duh, you know. I get it. Everybody loses. Everybody loses in baseball. We've it lost four okay. in a row. We've lost four in a row. Now, to the state game. Yeah. One bad inning. Well, I talked with Patrick Mason about it. If East Carolina had won the series against Wichita – even won one game against Wichita. I think we're coming out of that state game saying more like, man, good college baseball game, two good teams, Pirates fought back, had it clear. You know what I mean? You're, right. You're 100% right. But since it was the fourth straight loss, it's, it's that snowball, you know? You know, state state was amped for that game. Uh, I think they were treating that like their, nah, easy their, their tryout. No, no. They, they have not had a good year for NC State baseball. Um, state over the last... 20 25 years has been a tremendous program we were um, amped for that game too we we were but the they're that they were their players were just ready to go yeah i mean we embarrassed right. them last time you know by coming back and beating them um they've coming off three losses and playing at home uh they did not want to lose at home around all those people so um i would like to know that last call that kept from going from second to third cliff didn't argue that a whole lot so obviously his the the response given to him was acceptable so brandon you got those coaches meetings before the games right mm-hmm. and they go over things like that like if it goes here it's out of play well, it was but if you look at the catcher he flipped it and the ball never went in the dugout oh, yeah. it ran down the stuff ump's calling time the ball's rolling the catcher picks up the ball which is outside of the dugout so I, I don't understand. I thought he had already started his turn, Riley Johnson, to third anyway. Before I, all that, they didn't do like a, a split screen to really look at if he had made it to second when the ball was touched originally. Yeah. Um. I thought, at worst case, he was just gonna. They were just gonna give him third because hey, dead ball. He had Me already too. rounded and he was there, and I think that's what should have happened. But you know, I don't have a vote in that. Neither do you. And I yeah. think you had a strikeout and flyout after that, but. That at bat changes with the runner on third. Cliff's not afraid to squeeze it there or do things that's, like that's that. That's right. So. Um, now, one of those strikeouts, I do want to say uh, again, uh, yes, there was a strikeout looking. Um, but if you go look, I think it was Cam Clanch. That pitcher just needs to be applauded. Um, Let's talk about Moylan's strikeout. Moylan outside, strike one. Inside corner, which was a strike. It was a strike. Strike two. Outside again for strike three. Did he to, swing the bat? Not a single time. Not a single time. He's got to swing I, it. I, I do have a problem with not getting the bat off your shoulders in that situation. And he knows that because we talked to him Monday, and he has talked about how you have to adjust to what the ump is calling. That third strike was the same spot as the first strike. Neither I, one might have been strikes, Brandon, but they were called strikes. You know, from the angle that they give us in college baseball, it's hard to tell if True. it's 100% a strike, not yeah. a strike. They don't do the pitch box up there, and, you know. But I would say the old adage is if it's close enough to be called, it's close enough to swing at. Especially that situation. In that right? situation, you want to put the bat on the ball. You have a fast runner. Um, you want to get him in or over. That's what's uh, all going on. Um, but Cam Clanch, that guy – you know, got a strike. Cam fouled a ball off too, I think. Um, then that guy just threw a Greg Maddox two seam fastball and locked his knees up, and it was a great pitch. If our guy throws that pitch in the same situation and gets the same results, we're yeah. telling him he's the best pitcher in the world. He had him all. Mis- I mean, mixed that, up. that you just he he did one of those you know 
just complete just breakdown of the inner half of his body and it was a great pitch and you got to give him credit sometimes a great pitch is going to win so. yeah all right on to Tulane. Corey glore will join us to preview the series from the Tulane side coming up on friday also on friday mayor pj Connolly will join us to talk about uh the new potential cpl team coming to greenville you excited about that i am i think we need to get a pirate pole for what the name should be you think we should brandon well guess what we've done that have you really yep and we've got the answers for you and what a segue uh put it up last night it's like we rehearsed this (laughs) it is but we did not uh what should the name be of the greenville coastal plains league team and let's go you want to go through some of the answers here Mm -hmm. uh mr juan says flounder greenville flounder no skip it greenville peg legs says brooks all right that's cool that's cool okay uh odom greenville local politicians that Mm. is a reference Mm -hmm. to pirate radio Mm -hmm. joshua says greenville banana hammocks people Mm -hmm. are having fun pirate drip says greenville smoke tie in the history of tobacco and it's like smoke like a fastball eh? a ball with smoke i like you uh, all right, we're going to get a lot of these. Greenies, says Stephen Asby, Destry. That is the old name, right? So I don't, I don't, you know, that's the old name, but there's already a Greenie League in Greenville, so to speak. Greenville uh, has their, that's the name of their league. And if you want to distinguish this as more than just about Greenville Parks and Recreation, I don't like calling it the Greenies. Fair. Fair. That's just my opinion. Um, who knows? Steve says uh, Greenville River Riders. Does it have to be called Greenville? Um, can it be a Tar River? Redbeard says Tar River Toxic Adventures. No. It doesn't have to be Greenville. I, I looked at the teams yesterday. You know some of these teams like Wilson, but there's one called Tri-Cities. Yeah, there's, there's another, Tri-Cities. There's Moorhead City Marlins, which is pretty uh, much town that goes with something. Um, what is Greenville famous for? Pirates. But we can't say Pirates and for copyright reasons and all sorts of stuff we can't probably be purple and gold and all grades of stuff so i mean it, this is this is not an easy decision <laughs> it's not this is crazy. we'll have to deliberate this colby uh, says jungle cats or the greenville guys tar river swamp donkeys that is a name that brandon just said <laughs> chad says the golden leafs once again going back to the tobacco uh, chad moore's on top of things brad says the greenville sea turtles that would be a cool hat see we're not a sea town we're more of a swamp and river town oh i see so all right so daniel says greenville sea goats would you change that to greenville swamp goats river goats river goats maybe <laughs> but when you think of a, like somebody says man he's just a donkey out there in the mound, like yeah. unbelievable baseball that is actually donkey. a compliment in baseball that term, is a compliment right? in baseball term yeah greenville but, buccaneers greenville grits says steve kirkendall steve Kirkendall, like Coach, Coach Kirkendall? Don't know. Okay. Another Greenville Greenies, Greenville Tar Pits, Greenville Gamblers. Call it the G Vegas Gamblers. What do you think about that? G Vegas Gamblers. I actually am not, um, not against that. But it's not going to happen because gambling is illegal here for now. Chandler, not that Chandler. Chandler Noble says the Greenville Green Stockings. It's got an old classic name to it. What, um, so there was a minor league team here before the Greenies. What were they? Before the Greenies? No, after after the Greenies. Oh, that might have been Kent. I know there's an old wood bat in my parents' house, and it's Uh like, they might be the Eagles. Okay. That, that that's not weird that's, well, that's not good cool. enough i'll ask uh pj about the history and maybe uh, or maybe we should answer. go like what the high school that plays there and just go with an adjective not really an, an actual name like a fictitious 
oh symbol. like the rampant. rampants or the yeah. griffons yes like but rampant is running rampantly around i mean it's really not a real thing steve says mateys i'm gonna get in trouble for that comment sorry guys greenville mud muscles mud, what the greenville fight and marvin jarman's now we're talking or how about uh, this would be Brand, like Brand anderson stabler my buddy that's a good one but make it like the marjars like uh you were saying with the two words combined the marjars Mar- or the mars the marmons the, the mermen <laughs> that, wasn't that a team was that um eastbound and down the mermen what's the song yeah you know what never watched thing website i was i was told that. i was myrtle told i was right up my alley myrtle beach mermen yeah okay i was told it's right up my alley it never, is. never watched one brandon that'd be your favorite I, show I, I, yeah greenville terminators greenville gorillas greenville shad that's grifton so we had there was a wood bat team uh in grifton like when i was in college they played in like a, a different league it was called the grifton mets um they were pretty fun to watch newton says greenville cues for our barbecue heritage well you could come up with some cool logos like for that greenville port bellies yeah jansen says greenville pit vipers okay where's the reference it's got to have a reference to something cool this is this is an ongoing we just need to pick a top top seven or eight go with it all right couple more uh we got two questions here for brandon we'll take a break play name that sound brandon is hosting a super regional still on the table of course um you know our, i don't know what our rpi is after this past weekend uh clip can find that out for us rather quickly um we actually have a better chance this year than we did last year currently speaking um i you know last year there was a nice plan laid out uh i still think we need to win the conference uh, which is definitely going to happen um i want to thank wichita and tulane play or wichita and somebody else play again and they're at the top right now so it's definitely going to shake up some we are 19th currently Brandon. 19th uh if we can win our conference get that rpi back down to where it should be there's no doubt a super regional is um in not too far-fetched but right. we have to we have to win the conference to make it happen this year jamie also asked do you think we could be stealing more bases our team leader is luke nowak he's got double digit steals hoove is like at eight we looked at it yesterday with patrick mason but do you want to see more active uh base runners so um there's a few guys on our team um that are able to steal bases um Nowak, one of the fastest people on the team hoover is a good base stealer um but uh riley johnson also pretty fleet of foot um with the way we do with our bunning and our moving runners over um typically we would rather get them over knock them in uh on the on the easier more foolproof way uh historically speaking i like to steal bases that's the way that um we played growing up and that's the way that um you know a lot of guys that i played with like to go but we're not a great base stealing team none number one a lot of pitchers really key on us when we get on first um and do a very good job of holding us on god we saw that the other night was it when riley johnson came in to pinch run chandler they kept throwing over and they, just about and it was got close. him twice it was close we they're, thought they got him twice yeah. they're keying on us um because we do so much different stuff with fake bunting and bunting um bunting for a hit we use a bunt for a hit like a hit and run sometimes um and we do some hit and runs um but outside of those handful of guys you know i i, I love josh great guy 
Um, not a speed demon, Josh Moylan, believe it or not. But led the team in triples last year. Somehow. Yeah. Um, there was a heart attack in the outfielder two times um, or something. <laughs> That's how it happened. But speaking of speed demons, look at that guy run. Let's take a break. Were you right. done with your point? Um, stealing bases, I would like to see more. It's just not in our game with our current roster. We'll take a break. Come back. If you uh, want to talk more baseball, you can throw out a question, comment. If you have a name for the Greenville CPL team, you can throw that out there. But also, we will be playing Name That Sound. That's coming up. Rest of our number two. Back with more after these words. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by beauty bar metaspa do you want to get rid of wrinkles tighten and lift your skin smooth your skin texture erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair are you interested in botox or filler visit beautybarmetaspa.com to set up a free consultation now back to the show little tight with these headphones on welcome back be sure to visit one of ecu graduate branded tate's u.s cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service the purpose of the atlantic wireless store experience is to inform illuminate and inspire find the location near you at atlanticwireless.com atlantic wireless we go beyond the call and clip uh just uh Got a couple a news update in the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens have agreed to a five-year extension with Lamar Jackson. Ooh. So the deal is done. Okay. Uh, No money as far as a money amount has been released as of yet, but they have got a deal now. Wow. All right. So there goes that. Thought there would be some. You remember I was building up to this draft and mentioning Lamar Jackson. What happens with that? Maybe something on draft night, but. This is kind of the boring option of that with him signing a deal, staying in Baltimore. Josh Moylan will be happy about that. couple of names. So, Brandon, you, you mentioned, does it have to be Greenville with the CPL team? Could it be something different? Here's one. How about the Emerald City River Rats? Emerald City as a name. Green. All right. I, I like it. Okay. Now, how about we combine... This is Joe on Twitter. We combine Joe's Emerald City with your wife's name suggestion and go Emerald City Green Sox. Charlie gets that vote. Charlie Green Sox. Yeah, that's not bad. I like dude, it. they do yeah. have a taller than normal wall at, guy, at the guy. That is green. That is mm, no. It's black. They got black windscreen. Oh darn. Okay. It, I think it could be green if you put a million dollars worth of improvements on there <laughs> well uh somebody oh, speaking of river rats i think i read somewhere somebody suggested river raiders so there was river a uh, hold on there was a uh, we got to get to the name of that sound coastal yeah there was a coastal plains team from newburn that was an upstart i don't think it stayed with it and they were the river 
rats or river dogs or something like that i need to look that up you can call ecu grad brandon manning with farm bureau insurance 531-1812 call him today uh you can schedule a review of your home auto life insurance with a trusted and experienced agent call brandon today 531-1812 to schedule a review get a free quote located in winterville beacon drive right there in winterville close to the chick-fil-a all right let's uh let's get into it we're gonna go triple threat today me versus chandler versus brandon shirley hit the intro come on in even this game gets an intro Sit right down <laughs> we always forget brandon's intro take I a guess it. i know it's name that sound. Sorry, man. That's me. That's on me. Turn that frown. And I got this cool hat and everything. Upside Legit. down. Because it's time. Summer camp. But name that coach. sound. Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rose. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome in to another edition of Name That Sound as Cliff is trying to fix his hat. As uh, we are going to play another oh, yeah. round of Name That Sound. The game is I simple. Say, I play a sound. <laughs> are you listening, Brandon? Not are you playing a sound? And then you have to guess <laughs> what the sound is. Lord have mercy. This, I can't this take This is my these game g- plan today. Yeah. He, he doesn't have the sound going fully to his ear, and it's going to distract him. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. That's a knife. I, d- I don't need a gun. I got a donk. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we're going to get things underway. It is a three-way get my hand right uh, battle for King of Name That Sound. And gentlemen, here is your first sound. For all of our diehard fans out there who have been with us since the very beginning, which was 27 years ago. Ooh. What year was that put out? For all of our diehard fans out there that have For all of our diehard fans out there who have been with Jerry us Springer. since the very beginning, which was you are correct, seven years R. ago. R.I.P. R.I.P. He was only 79. And uh, evidently had pancreatic cancer and it oh. got him pretty quickly. Uh, all right. So Clip is on the board. Here we go. Next sound. The little balls that go back and forth on the hand. Mm-hmm. Just give There's it a, Yeah. I don't know the name of it. Yeah, it, they're, they're called clackers. Mm. But you are correct, Brandon. Okay. Thank you. No, no objections to that? or no. no. If anybody knows balls going back and forth on the hand, it, it's it you. Would be you. It's definitely Brandon Manning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, next I don't know how to sound. take that reference. Um, <laughs> I don't either. No. Here we go. Next sound. Lee Oz Maxwell Jr. The college football name that person. Lee Oz Maxwell Jr. I, I, I just have to play it again. Lee Oz Maxwell Jr. He's Carolina University. Carolina. Quavius Salon de Leon. Clyde. <laughs> if you've never seen that skit, look it up on YouTube. It's hysterical. All right, here we go. Next sound. We're flying through this one. Whoa! Bill and Ted. Um, Do it again. Whoa! I mean, it's not Bill and Ted? No. Okay. Joey Lawrence. Whoa! Whoa. Fast Times at Ridgemont High? No. Okay. Great movie. Uh, the guy from uh, Step by Step? No. 
Oh, I know who you're talking about. Cody? Yeah, Cody. Yeah, yeah. He, he was also in like a Mortal, not Mortal Kombat. I want to say it was it a Mortal Kombat. No, movie? no, it was like John Claude Van Damme got taken off a, a series of movies. Whoa! Was, son. Any Whoa. guesses? Good Burger. No. Whoa! I don't know that one. Give up? Yeah. Very disappointed in you, Chandler, because that is Dorothy's Bornack from Golden Girls. Oh! Whoa! I hear it now. The Golden Girls fan couldn't get it. Sorry. I did get a question right the other night. Uh, There's not a button Even though on we weren't side. playing at tiebreakers. <laughs> but there was a Golden Girls. He named all the Golden Girls except one, and it was Dorothy. Wow. But there's a thing here. There's a button. Thing. All right, I don't sorry. understand it. Okay, here we go. I'm waiting for you to put your headphones back on so you can hear. <laughs> All right, are we Hold good? On, I can't hear. Just oh take the head gosh. off, man. <laughs> put it on the mic. All right, here we go. Next sound. Mix it oh, eggs. eggs. Nope. Oh, man. Stirring tea or coffee. Brandon's got it. Wow. Mm. Good work. So, as it stands, after the first round of uh, sounds, Clip and Brandon are tied at two apiece. Chandler has zero. Shocker. (laughs) We can just call this a one-on-one match, I guess. Shocker. (laughs) I'm just over here and playing. Okay. All right. Here we go. Next sound. Marching band. Oh, that is a no. uh, washboard. Nope. A washing machine. Nope. One more time. Hold on. What is that? Is it an appliance? A po- pogo stick. He is correct. Oh, I'm on the board. I, was, I wanted to say trampoline, but I was like, no, that's not a trampoline. But yeah, there you go. Good, Good job, job, Chandler. Thanks, Chandler guys. is now on the board. You can put it on the board. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Next sound. Muppets. I am looking. You are correct. I was looking for a specific Muppet. Man, Chandler, how many times in this game have you served me up an alley-oop? Well, here's the thing. I can't tell you one single Muppet. Beaker? Beaker? My man don't know Beaker. Waka, 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 nothing. This man man don't know Beaker. It's very disappointing. All right. right. Clip is in the lead with three points. Brandon has two. Chandler has one. All right. Next sound. Now it's from Little Misdemeanors that made the party Annie Griffith. You are correct. Can. Wait a minute. Wait, you got it? I said Barney Five. Yeah. Yeah. I said Barney Five. But I'll give Chandler I did, that. I said it first. All right. Yeah, I did not hear you, Brandon. Oh, I'm going to be sorry. like Clip the last time. No, we're going to go during the replay and we're going to play it back. No, we're fine. Brandon said it, but it was but Chandler got it first. I said it really quickly. Because Chandler. Yeah. Do you want to go back to the tape? Nah, nah. <laughs> now it's. Okay, whoops, that was the wrong one. Now it. Okay, here we Andy. go. Andy. All right, here we go. Bugs Bunny. Yodeler. No. Was that a thing in Price is Right where they're going up the hill? You are correct, sir. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It is. By the way, the name of the game is called Cliffhangers. What the 
and it's I can't a- take you seriously it is, with a- that. <laughs> it is an actual polka song that they use. What did you say? Oh my god! I, I always sing that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that would be the one. Except I cut it off because I knew you would catch it. That's why I had to. I had to only use that one little piece. That is like taunting me. <laughs> yes. Good job. Brandon. That's like throwing a Golden Girls reference and not getting it. Pretty much. Now I'm the simp. <laughs> At least I got the Andy Griffith one right. You did sound like it too. All right, we're gonna play this one, and then we're gonna take a quick break before we play the final round. That hurt. <laughs> I know. Ping pong, ping pong. Brandon got it. So. Good job, Brandon. <laughs> what are you doing over there? I said bye, bye, bye. Uh, I said, I said, all right. Go, go into so it. we're going to take a quick break <laughs> as we blew through the first two rounds of Name That Great Sound. Great game. This, this is accelerating. Yes. And I was quite surprised because I really thought I had picked some hard ones. So, as it stands right now through two rounds, we have Brandon in the lead with four points. Clip is in second place with three points. And Chandler, not too far behind, he's got two. What a game. We got ourselves a ball game, folks. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, the last round of Name That Sound will be back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. Fifth Street Hardware serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, they serve brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. And you can call uh, follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room right beside the State Theater in Greenville. And welcome back to Pirate Radio Live. I am Shirley Rhodes, and we are in the midst of Name That Sound. We have completed two rounds so far, and right now, Brandon Manning is in the lead as we have three contestants this week. He has four points, and Clip has three points, and Chandler has two points heading into the final round. And we will go ahead and play your next sound. Gentlemen, are you ready? Ready. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Next sound. Better hide your baby, all. Better hide that big-ass forehead. Uh, Dwayne the Rod Johnson in um, one of the race, the Fast and Furious movies. Fast and Furious 6. Yes, but I was looking for Dwayne Johnson. But, yes, you are correct, sir. And the, the, the very handsome African-American guy, Tyrese. Tyrese. There we go. Yep. Not Marcus. That Sorry, was also I mean, it. Could have been. I could have been talking about you, but Marcus Crandall coming up. Marcus in 10 minutes. <laughs> Look at little him. side note. He can't hear. He can't hear. <laughs> he can't hear what you're saying. So he has. Look, he's walking out of the studio. I don't know what you said, but he just walked out. <laughs> Let's get him in here. If he's is he walking around? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's sitting here with us. <laughs> 
<laughs> Brandon was talking about attractive African American men. Wayne the Rock Johnson, and I said, then I said, you know the the very attractive African American guy that I, I said Tyrese. I said not Marcus Crandall. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Marcus will be joining Marcus us. Marcus uh, definitely. Here soon. It's Tyrese and them. They're like a one A and one B. Right, right man. man. Oh, I appreciate. By the that. way, that uh, that. Uh, that scene in that movie, if you remember, after The Rock says that, uh, Ludacris spits out his drink in the Luda. scene. Not not in not a planned scene. Not a planned scene because yeah. Rock uh, The Rock improvised that scene. So him spitting out the water was actually a genuine reaction. To the rocks, it was uh, beer. line in there. It was Corona beer. Extra. Yeah. Here's a question: Before wrestling, what did the Rock do before then? Well, oh, we all know. Football player. Football. Oh, right. At the U. At the U. Where At else? The U. Where else? Yeah. He got. He did get drafted. Um, he tried out somewhere before. Was I it guess, San Diego? I think it before he started his wrestling career. Where that's, that's why he's big with the XFL because like that particular number was his number. There's a story behind that. Where where where's the team? He, Who's he the tried team? out for the Calgary Stampeders and got released. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. He also worked out for. There goes Marcus again, Cliff. Yeah. Oh, I know. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Obnoxious Marcus knows everything. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> All right. So right now, um, I know a little bit about. Something. A little bit yeah. about a lot. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Brandon is in the lead with five points. Clips got three. Chandler's got two. Next sound. Sports Center. Batista. Um, dun, 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 dun. Sports Center? Dun, dun, dun. No, it's no. not no. Sports Center. Okay. No, no, stop playing it. Stop playing it. Dun, 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 dun. Hold on. Uh, Brock Lesnar. You Jeez, are correct, please. sir. I, I could have been here all day long. Not took me out. forever. You were like, stop, stop, stop. stop, 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 stop. <laughs> now, Shirley, when I'm when I say things like that, you don't obviously have to listen to me. That's obviously me being not. selfish and yes. not wanting them. She's not going well, to Well, the, the best one was that, that one where you told Brandon not to answer because he knew the answer. <laughs> Brandon, stop talking. Stop like, don't, don't answer it. I'm going to kill this fly in a minute. Too. Your mind goes dead now. All right, all right a, here we go. Next sale. Phone ringing. <laughs> people, people, when we're doing a live show, the that, phone ringing is not helping. That should count, Brandon. That should honestly, count. Honestly, if it another should, sound happens. She says yes. the next sound, yeah. and then there's a phone there's ringing. A phone. Yeah, well, that did. Yeah, that's not, that's not the next Rigged. one. All right, here we go. He makes the weapons. I use them. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Incorrect. You're incorrect. <laughs> he makes the weapons. I use them. I've seen that movie. <laughs> is it? It's not James Bond. Nope. Um, but you are correct. It is a movie. Mel Gibson. Yeah. He makes the weapons. I use them. Mel, Mel Man, Gibson is that incorrect. sounds like Arnold. He makes uh, no, the weapons. Bruce Willis. Incorrect. No. He makes the weapons. I use them. Batman. He makes the weapons. Yes. I use them. Uh, what? Incorrect. Is it a villain? It's a movie. It's a movie. It's he a, makes the weapons. I would have thought Batman. I use them. When the guy when Morgan Freeman made the weapons and then he the, used dark, the Dark Knight uses them. Right. But she said no. No. Green no, Lantern. No. Why do you always... Why is that your go-to superhero? Because Seth Rogen was in it. Yes. Have I said that before? I feel like you yes. have. You always go DC whenever you throw out a comic book Is it character. Suicide Squad? No, that is incorrect. I don't know what it is. We got to move along. Okay, we got to move along. Ahead. The answer is he's referring to a guy by the name of Whistler, aka Wesley Snipes in Blade. Blade. Oh. God, God, yes. I don't the like the phrase is. He makes the weapons. 
They I have an arrangement. Them. Whistler makes the weapons. He uses them. I don't like when you do that, Charlie. What? When you reference something that I talked about like a day or two before. Uh-huh. Because it makes me like a fool. Uh-huh. And you know that. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Let's She's move on. <laughs> How many more questions we got right here? Uh, we have two more sounds, and then we have our bonus sound. Okay. Next sound. The fact that I'm not Instagramming this right now is insane. James Charles. No. The fact that I'm not Instagramming this right now is insane. Um, the show on ABC, Modern Family. No. Um, the fact that I'm not Instagramming this right now is insane. Bleeps, bleeps Creek. Nope. Um, I the fight. fact that I'm not Instagramming this right now is insane. Oh, man. Is it even a show? No, it is actually a movie. The fact that I'm not Instagramming this right now is insane. So it had to be a more I recent movie. I feel like I've seen this. Mm-hmm. More Pretty recent. sure you have. So Chandler can't get upset because it's probably more recent because it's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The I've fact never... that I'm not Instagramming this right now is insane. Well, it's not Cocaine Bear. We just had that one. No. Okay. Yeah, no. I, I try not to repeat. Five. I'm going to know this, but Four. I don't know. No, nah, go with it. That would be Jack Black from Jumanji. When, I haven't seen that. Mm, oh, good. you haven't? I've seen the, the first, Robin Williams. The, it, okay. The real Jumanji. The real Jumanji. Right. This, play, it, play it again. Okay. This is when Jack Black... It doesn't matter now. The fact you that I'm not Instagramming right. this right now is insane. But I hear Jack Black now. Yeah. Yes. I just want to see if I can hear Jack Yes, Black. where he takes on the persona of one of the girls when he gets trapped yeah, in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, last sound for this round. Let's go. Huh? What score? I'm still winning. Oh, uh, Brandon five, has four. five. You have four. Chandler has two. All right. I believe that Chandler's like, who the heck's Macy Gray? That's actually the name of our cat back home. Oh. Oh, even worse. Oh. oh. Worse. Oh, man. That hurts deep. Good Chandler. game, Brandon. Right. All right. Would you care to hear the bonus no. sound? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Because it's worth one trillion points. One trillion points. It wasn't last week. But... No, it was only like a point last week. Somebody right. go look at the tape and see if there's any way that maybe so I we're said... We're looking at the tape on this? I said, may, before he said Macy Gray. <laughs> Is it when you start or when you finish? It's It's who finishes first. Hey, yeah, got it it. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, yeah, it is. I'm upset. Here we go. Next one. Our bonus not, sound. That's bonus sound to brag about, Brandon. <laughs> bonus sound. Finished too early. If I'm thirsty, I don't want you to bring me a glass of water. I want you to sip. Why me can't jump? Yes, sir. What a performance. Rosie Perez. You know what? I'm going to be a good sport, and I'm going to say congratulations, Brandon. That was a very impressive performance. Well done. Well done. In front of a Hall of Famer. In front of a Hall of Famer. How about that? (laughs) Yes. Man. So, Brandon finished with seven points. Clip four. Chandler. Dose. Woo-hoo! Does that make the – that was the rubber match between Clip and I. That was, yeah. Well, this was a special edition. Wait a minute. No, so you we're not counting that? Yeah, as a special edition win, we're still one and one against each other, one on one. You gotta know how to sell it to build. Carolina these fans coming out of you. I mean Whoa. 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 the fan is coming yeah, out of you. Cameron crazy over here. Don't bring me into your ACC love. <laughs> Brandon Manning can be found on Beacon Drive in Winterville. He can be called 252 531 
1812 and you can review your home auto and life insurance with a trusted and experienced agent brandon manning with farm bureau insurance with our ecu baseball report and a very impressive name that sound win right y'all go to the ballpark watch social media for ecu baseball for game changes clip hope you do a good job in this weekend thank you buddy we'll see you out there all right thank you brandon when we return marcus crandall we'll talk nfl draft dominique davis gonna join us and we'll have a lot more coming up in hour three of pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. Appliances Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in Eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. They offer a 12-month warranty on every appliance. Plus, they'll deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore, off Highway 264 behind the new DMV, or shop them online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. All right, Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. We are under three hours away from the 2023 NFL Draft. Looking forward to that. We'll talk about some of that. Earlier this week, Marcus Crandall and I had a chance to talk to Kerry Joseph. He is the assistant quarterbacks coach with the Seahawks. We had that live on Facebook and YouTube. We'll play some of that interview back today where he talked about preparing for the draft from his perspective and that was uh, an interesting interview. Marcus, Marcus Crandall joining us here and uh, excited about tonight to see uh, what the quarterbacks uh, where they're going to land and, and what all is going to happen tonight. Man, yes it is. A lot of interesting things going around. Rumors Uh, about who's going to land where and all those good things. Even the Carolina Panthers, people are talking about some late uh, possible options for the Panthers, but who knows, right? Who knows? The the mystery will be on be revealed i should say that's right uh we'll talk about that in a moment and uh we'll talk to another great quarterback right now joining us on the pirate radio live line former ecu signal caller cfler dominique davis joining us on the show and uh, dominique i think i got i hooked up with you during the uh the covid times uh, but it's great to have you back on pirate radio how you doing man yeah, man, it's been a while. How you doing? Doing great, doing great, and uh, great to hear your voice, and we're going to relive uh, some of your great memories here in Greenville and what you've been up to since then. But Marcus, uh, like yourself, Dominique, uh, found some success north of the border. It's cool That's to see. right, man. Dominique, good to see you, man, Good or good to hear you on here. Yes, sir. Good to talk to you, Marcus. Yes, indeed, and uh, congratulations on your uh, new signing with the BC Lions as well. And uh, just like Clip said, you've had a, a stellar career up there in the CFL, long career, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, I mean, we can uh, we can do it right now. All in right, fact, so a uh, new uh, new contract for you, Dominique. Uh, so congratulations on that. Tell us uh, what you're up to these days and, and who you're with. As Marcus said, the BC Lions. Uh, I, I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, I, I signed with the BC Lions in February. Uh, this would be my eighth season in the CFL, twelfth uh, year total and I'm, I'm grateful man i'm grateful for another year another opportunity to uh continue to do what i love 
And um, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm actually out here in Vancouver right now, training. You know, doing uh, some film study, throwing, throwing on the field because uh, we camp is here in maybe like 10, 10 to twelve days. So it's, it's coming around quick, and the season starts in June. Wow. So yeah, just over a month away uh, or so from the season getting underway, Marcus, and uh, exciting times. Uh, what, what do you remember about this time of the year? What, what's Dominique going through right now, Marcus, as he prepares for a season? Man, it's uh, it's changed a little bit actually for the CFL because they start their season a little bit earlier than uh, when I came into the league, but um, it happens very quickly uh, for uh, football fans. All right, you're going to get some football uh, very soon in regards to because they so show some of those games on uh US TV uh, I think it's ESPN uh but just uh just uh coming back and uh getting you know I used to come back to the US and train with uh some of the guys uh Jason Nichols being one yeah. of them I used to throw the ball around with him and then head back up north of the border and get ready right and so um a lot of the times when you finish a season Dominique you're probably the same way you kind of get right back into it as far as right after the season as far as weights and a little bit of running here and there. And uh, that's that's kind of what I did uh, in regards to that. But uh, leading up to the uh, training camp, especially when uh, when it gets about a week or so away, you start to get excited and getting ready to see the guys again and get back into the groove of things. How about you, Dominique? What about um, what's your process been like since uh, since you've been uh, with the deep with the BC Lions? Uh, it's it's pretty unique here because um uh it's the guys that's been on the team already they we um run our own little players only mini camp like a month before we have to go to camp so we kind of train together get together try to build some chemistry uh before uh, the real thing happens and to uh, bounce off what Marcus said about the uh, TV deals been on ESPN they just actually announced uh today that um, they'll air like 34, 35 CFL games on CBS Sports in the U.S. So a lot of you guys get to get to be able to watch a lot of more uh, CFL football. So hopefully you guys can tune in this season. Yeah, that's awesome. It's readily available now, easy to watch, and uh, going to be a lot of games this year. Dominique, as a, a Florida guy, and you played a little college football up in, uh, at Boston College, of course, and then came here to East Carolina where – we experience a lot of hot and uh, and a little bit of cold. How about the uh, – have you, I don't know, assimilated to the weather there in Canada? What's it like now, and uh, what's it like being being cold for a lot of the year? Well, I'm in Vancouver, so I'm actually uh, in a great spot in Canada because it doesn't uh, snow as much, and it only gets in the 30s and 40s. So that's not terrible. But I was in Winnipeg for three seasons, and <clears throat> that was the coldest – the coldest years I've ever been ever in my life. So, <laughs> man, it gets it gets in like the negative the negative twenties in Winnipeg. So even the people who live there don't get used to the cold. <laughs> if That's right. Living there their whole life and they don't get used to it, I know I'm not gonna get used to it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> I already got it in my head to just stay as warm as I can and uh, try to get back home in in December. Uh, to give people a, a geographical kind of perspective of what where Dominique is, is actually uh, your weather there is very similar to Kerry Joseph, where he is in Seattle. Uh, you get very similar. It rains a lot over there. Um, like you said, it doesn't snow very much very often, but uh, but you will get it every now and then. Um, 
And yeah, a lot different from the other parts of Canada in regards to weather. So uh, very different. So Dominique, the other night, uh, I was actually watching a little hockey with Marcus Crandall, and he was rattling off names of the Edmonton Oilers. And you know, <laughs> you know, you were telling the Hurricanes what they should be doing. <laughs> you said, "Man, they should put two guys at the net." And, uh, so Marcus, uh, he knows. Uh, have you gotten to that point in your life where you uh, are you you into hockey and the Canadian culture, uh, things like that at all? Man, go Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. <laughs> you get Florida, of course, right? We, we can make a comeback. I, I've, I've heard uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fans are like the Cowboys fans. <laughs> <laughs> every, every year is their year, and they, they come close and end up, you know, uh, losing it at the end. So I, I, I hope that happens this season for, for us. So go Lightning. <laughs> there you go. Got some hockey fans in there. Well, I guess I got to hate the Maple Leafs now if they're the uh, NHL version of the Cowboys. So. <laughs> there you there go. You go. Well, Dominique, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about some of your, your playing days here in Greenville. We had a, a guest on, a uh, former baseball player, Brandon Manning, and he, he heard you were coming on and said, man, could Dominique had started his career off any better at East Carolina? He had a massive day. Uh, stats wise but it ends in of course that hail mary and uh i don't know dominique th- those are the ones you you probably grow up dreaming about as a football player and uh do you still relive that moment in your head that pass to uh justin jones there for the win uh certainly i didn't grow up playing quarterback but i always envisioned catching a hail mary <laughs> or uh, throwing a Hail Mary. It's, it's a game, a childhood game called uh, Jackpot, where basically you just 50 yards from a group of group of people and you just toss it up and someone someone has to come down with it. So that's something I always wanted to do. And the fact I'm actually playing quarterback and making that play, it, it was surreal. Even just that's something when I meet guys up here in the CFL and they hear uh, I went to East Carolina and they always – with the Tulsa, I'm teammates with Dane Evans. He 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 played quarterback. Oh yeah, for, for Tulsa, and he he brings up that Hail Mary play. So that play will never die. That is awesome, man. Uh, from a from a coaching perspective, <laughs> you know we talk about um, plays like that. Dominique is about. Uh, I, I think it was a great play for ECU history. Uh, but uh, the the magnificent thing about it is that uh, you got the ball off, and from what I understand, you threw it from your hip, so to speak. And uh, found a way to get it off and give your teammates a chance to make that play, and so that's the most important thing. And uh, you you don't really practice it, uh, uh, you know that kind of throw, but uh, you always think about uh, how am I going to get this ball off. Once you know that you're gonna, that's going to be the end of the play or the last play of the game. Uh, those situations you practice in practice, but you never know how it's going to unfold in the game. And so, a great job, man of. You know, finding the way to get that ball off and get it to your teammates uh, to pull out that win. Yeah, man, it was. It was. I, I believe it was fourth down, and uh, I think it was. It was a timeout, and we was on the sideline, and I we were just talking over the play, and I remember saying to the guys, "Man, we going we can complete this. We really can complete this." And we got out there, and I took like a little lazy three step drop, slid to my left, and just tossed it up to the. Big six eight guys, so <laughs> awesome. It, it was it, it was easy for him, and like I said, man, it, it, that moment was surreal. That, that was if it was a moment to start off your career at ECU. That's how you wanted to start off. <laughs> 
and it was a precursor of things as far as high flying offense goes as far as high point totals on the scoreboard dominique because it was uh it was a culture shock for ecu fans and people following the program we went from skip holtz which was very run the ball play defense try to win you know 21 to 17 type of thing to ruffin mcneil and lincoln riley hey let's put up 50 and see what happens and uh man you were in a lot of those fun shootouts and you were the signal caller in, in all those shootouts man i i, I only had two years I, I wish i wish i had two more years with them and uh, things could have been different in those, in those record books. Yeah, no doubt. And speaking of record books, we always bring this up with you, Dominique. The performance at Navy, where you had set the uh, complete uh, consecutive completions record in college football in a game against the Navy midshipmen. And we've talked to, you've talked about this before, Dominique. But just to, to rehash it again, how aware of you of what's happening are you during that game? Do you know? Holy crap, I've completed 24 straight passes. I mean, it's incredible. Are you thinking about that? When did you realize it, and uh, what do you remember about that? Uh, I wasn't necessarily thinking about it, but uh, during the game, I was like, man, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling real good, and, and didn't notice how many completions I had at the time until at halftime, uh, uh, this reporter walked up to me, and she she told me like you just broke a record for consecutive completions and I asked really how how many and she said 26 and that's that was enough Dominique breaking up on us a little bit I I remember in the uh kind of very similar in this in this Canadian Football League when um we had just won a great cup or after the we won a great cup in 2002 uh we're in Hamilton and um I was on a, a one of those streaks in in Hamilton, and uh, one of our staff members came up and said, "Hey, Marcus, you're you're on a roll. You're on fire. You um, completed X amount of passes uh, for a record, or whatever it was at that time. I can't remember the exact. But um, so was that during the game or after? That, that was during the game. It Ooh. was during the game, <laughs> and all I could think about was actually, I actually had no one. No one knew I had." My ribs were hurting, mm. <laughs> so that's all I could think about. I was like, <laughs> "Man, let's just get to this game. Let me focus on, you know, one player at a time, kind of deal." And then come to find out, I had a little fractured rib or something like that. Dominique, so, you were breaking up on us a little now. bit. Are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, I, uh, was, I, was, I was saying how uh, I, I just felt good at the time during the game, and um, I, I didn't know how many completions I had. And then going, it was halftime, and as we was walking in the locker room reporter walked up to me and just told me I just broke a record for uh, consecutive completion and I asked her how, how many and she was like 26 and that's that's when it hit me I was like oh this is that's why I'm feeling good this is what it means to be <laughs> so awesome I wish I wish I wish she didn't tell me or right. someone told me because we came out that second half and threw it on the first play, and it was incomplete. <laughs> yeah, right. I was gonna say, guys, it's like uh, in baseball—you you don't bring up a no hitter, right? And in football, I guess you don't bring in a mind. yeah, right. Yeah. Marcus had ribs to worry about, so you couldn't even think about the, the good stuff, I guess. But Dominique was feeling it. And Dominique, what made it the best? We've beaten Navy once since then, but only once. But that at the time was our only win uh, against the Navy. That actually ended in a W, which made that record even better, right? Oh man. Miserable. The, the year before, the year we played Navy, uh, before I broke the the record was was 
two different tales. <laughs> two different games. Yeah. If, if you remember, I, I won't. I won't elaborate. But yep. yeah, that game was pretty tough. Yep, we won't even bring up how many points were scored that day. But uh, great revenge uh, from Dominique and the Pirates in 2011. We were actually, Dominique, and to talk about a loss, but man, it was such a, a fun start to the game and to the season. We were watching highlights, Chandler, of the ECU-South Carolina game in Charlotte where we got to know this Justin Hardy guy from West Craven who caught a touchdown in his first game, and boy, he went on to great stuff. But man, Dominique, you were throwing lobs to Lance Lewis, and the defense was making plays. You want to talk about a tale of two games? That was two completely different halves. But man, for that first half, that was uh, one of the best halves of pirate football I can remember. What do you remember that one? Um, I remember it like it was yesterday. We was we was connecting on all cylinders, and like you said, it was a tale of two halves. But you know, I I, I guess you could say the talent caught up to us or whatever. But we definitely. Uh, we we definitely put ourselves on the map that first game in that first half. So people around the around uh, the country, yeah. Even though we are quote unquote small school, you just can't sleep on us. Dominique Davis joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Marcus, uh, anything for Dominique before we let him go? Uh, Dominique, just uh, as we're approaching the draft, um, just uh, really quickly. What were your thoughts and uh, what was your process leading up to the draft that year when uh, when you finished up with uh, East Carolina? Uh, I was um, – after my last college football game, I, I ended up uh, starting combines. I, I wasn't invited to the national combine. I went to the regional combine in my – and then uh, on draft day, just like every other player, sitting in front of the TV waiting to get drafted – Atlanta called me and wanted to bring me in and that was a dream come true even though my name didn't get called it was still a dream come true that I got a chance to make an NFL roster absolutely man so what what would be your advice to the guys that are sitting around waiting uh, watching this moment and um, you know it's, it's a great time of year in regards to guys that are coming out and, and uh, entering the draft or their draft year, uh, what message do you have for those guys as they're sitting around, especially the ones that probably won't get drafted, man, and um, just sitting around waiting for that, possibly waiting for that phone call just like you got? Uh, first, first, call all your homeboys. Do not call you on game day, on uh, draft day, because that's a stressful time when you're sitting there, on draft day and your phone rings and you, you're thinking it's a team and it ends up being a friend or a family member just trying to see, have you got drafted yet? So save your stress. Go ahead and let people know. Don't call me. Don't call me today or tomorrow or Saturday. And and for the people who might not get drafted, it's not the end of the world. Uh, it's just extra motivation and just a, another way to have a chip on your shoulder to, to make a team because – most of the guys who have a long career in the NFL get drafted, what, uh, fourth, fifth round and after. So don't don't be down on yourself if you don't get if you don't get drafted, man. Just everything work out for itself because it's worked out for a person like me. Absolutely. And I just just the last thing I want to say. I better see Holton Aylers get uh, drafted. He better come off the board. This man, I, I've been I've been a supporter of him, and he's worked hard. And I, I hope 
I wish the best for him, and uh, I don't know if he's listening to this or watching this or whatever, but, man, I wish the best for him. He he did great things for ECU, and I, I hope he, I hope his name gets, gets called. That's awesome. We're hoping for the same, uh, Dominique. And uh, great to, to catch up with you, man. We wish you the best of luck with BC. We'll certainly catch up with you again down the road. But uh, pretty cool to talk to uh, two CFL greats, two ECU greats today on the show with uh, both Marcus Crandall and Dominique. We'll uh, we'll keep in touch with you, Dominique, and do it again down the road, man. Oh, sounds good, man. Awesome. All right. Take care, Dominique. Dominique Davis, uh, man, great to catch up with him. And uh, did uh, chat with Holden today and just say good luck this weekend and, and trying to uh, make sure we can chat with him sometime next week. But I will not be calling him during the weekend. That was the number one adv- piece of advice for Dominique. Uh, do not, if you know a potential draft pick, do not call them. Don't call. Can you imagine, Marcus, you're sitting there and saying, man, oh, man, this might be the Detroit Lions. Oh, yeah. But it's Jim from down the street. It happened. Wants to know if uh, <laughs> he can borrow your car or something. <laughs> what you doing? Yeah, what's up? What you up to this weekend? Man, what do you think? I'm waiting on a call from the GM of the Texans, not you. So uh, There you go. all kinds of calls that come on that day or those days. That's awesome. Uh, Dominique uh, and Marcus, there was a question that uh, you can answer from Jamie. Um, but wanted to know the biggest differences from Canadian and American football. He says, is there rules? Uh, you told me one the other night uh, when we were hanging out, Marcus, that was interesting, the roster size. Right. So it's the next man up in the NFL, and, and you've got your practice squad, and uh, a lot of the numbers are dwindled a little bit in the CFL, right? Yeah, for the American guys that go up there because they have to – it's truly half and half pretty much where they have to have uh, nationals is what they call them now in the Canadian um, – on the Canadian side and then um, the U.S. guys. Uh, so uh, you have to have so many guys of the nationals play every every game. And so you have to kind of uh, juggle your roster around those kind of things. And so what gets pretty interesting is, like as we discussed the other night, is that when injuries occur, mm-hmm. right, that's the, the the teams that handle those rosters, man, is because it's key as far as, uh, you know, getting into the playoffs and then in the playoffs and Grey Cup and all those things, man, it's key as far as how do you handle your roster for that week. Yeah, and I believe you said even like a 53-man roster in the NFL, that number is lower yeah, it's for lower. CFL it's teams. around like 46 or something right. like that. Yeah. So, uh, and how about as far as rules go, Don, uh, Rules, man, there, there are a lot of differences as far as rules. I mean, one being there's an extra guy, all right? So there's a, a difference there. The field is bigger, all right, and uh, longer, wider. Um, but uh, probably one of the most things that people from down here have to adapt to, uh, especially coming out of college, is uh, the guys moving around. All right, So all the receivers can move around. Uh, so you can defensive move. guys, yeah, absolutely, man. So if you've watched arena football, very similar. right? So I think only one person can move in arena, if, I, if my memory serves me correct. Uh, multiple guys can move, except for the offensive line. The offensive line can't right. move on either level. Uh, so those guys, even the wideouts that are on the ball, they can motion down as the ball is being snapped and yeah. all that thing, all those things, and um, it's legal. That make that's got to make it tough as a DB. I can't imagine a guy already getting a head start on Man, it and, and what that does. So. And what, and one of the things about it is that you know you get some of those receivers, like especially when I came into the league, some of those receivers would hit the line of scrimmage and really be very close to being offside. Oh yeah, They'd right. Be like a step past. 
But the referees wouldn't call it because they were saying they time it up to where, all right, it's they're in that neutral zone, so to speak, and uh, they just let the play continue. So is that who's who's calling that in that situation? Does that the receivers got to know when the quarterback's going to make the call? Is it the center? Like how does that timing all no, work? It's all the only quarterback. All on the receivers QB. getting used to the quarterback's cadence. Okay, ten four. Uh, interesting stuff with Marcus Crandall and Dominique Davis today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back. When we return, we'll play some of the comments from Kerry Joseph. Marcus and I talked to him on Tuesday morning. Assistant quarterbacks coach of the Seattle Seahawks says he talked about the draft from his perspective. We'll hear some of that and make you a winner. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, uh, going over some old names that Washington drafted back in the day. Talking about LeVar Arrington and what a player he was at Penn State, Marcus. Man, yes, he was. Had his moments in the NFL, but um, was never that that great linebacker we thought he'd be. But uh, still in the media now. Does a show with Plaxico Burris and TJ Hushmanzada. And uh, I, uh, I'm still a LeVar fan. But uh, other guy, Chase Young, to be determined on him. We'll mm-hmm. see how he turns out. First bank, together with our customers. Do you remember Michael Westbrook from I Colorado? Do. I do. Man, I was a huge fan of his. Yeah. Had a big year in 99. Turns out, and I think I even read, I, he admitted that he just, he didn't love football. Like, he went on to do some MMA fighting and some other stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. But just, he didn't love the game like some of these greats do. And that yeah. might have hampered him in the league a little bit. Champ Bailey, I was very excited about. We ended up trading him. He's a Hall of Famer. Traded him for Clinton Portis, who I love, but I wish he would have done all that in a Washington jersey. Brian Arakpo was on my list. Very excited about Arakpo. Great guy. Really good player, but uh, always had a peck injury. <laughs> it was a, Always had an injury of some sort, but uh, he was a great player. Sean Taylor, don't even need to get into that. Yeah. Uh, murdered way before way before his yeah just just sad story still sad about that to this day and then LaRon Landry who they tried to pair back there with Sean Taylor who was just a giant muscle bound safety and uh, never really met his expectations either he unfortunately is most famous for talking junk to Deshaun Jackson before a Monday night game Mm. and then the first play of the game 90 yard Deshaun Jackson touchdown right by Landry to shut him up and uh, I was you cussing at my TV <laughs> when that happened. Why are you talking when you can't even guard it? You know, just uh, was, was the TV still there when you? Yeah, okay. I, right, I okay. was. 
you know, comf- I did not throw remotes or things like okay. that. I would throw soft objects. All right. So you were still able to watch the rest of the game. Unfortunately, that was uh, what they called the Monday Night Massacre when Michael Vick uh, put up, was it 59 or something on Washington? Uh, it was uh, it was bad. Mm. But why talk about that? We, let's talk about, you know, things that don't make me mad. <laughs> uh, how about uh, we had a great interview earlier this week, and folks can check it out in its entirety on Facebook and on uh, YouTube with Kerry Joseph, who you met through the ranks, uh, Marcus in Canada, right? And he's now the assistant quarterbacks coach in Seattle. And uh, we went on to talk about the year Geno Smith had and uh, the year the Seahawks had last year. But in this part, you'll hear us uh, talk about the draft and preparing for, for the draft from a coach's perspective. So, Shirley, let's hear some of that interview. Marcus, myself, and Kerry Joseph uh, from earlier this week. Well, Kerry, uh, let's talk about this uh, upcoming NFL draft. And, and, man, it's a good time to be a Seahawks fan uh, due to the big trade, the blockbuster trade with the Denver Broncos. The Seahawks have set themselves up pretty here, not only winning football games last year, but now two picks in the first round, uh, I believe three picks in the, the first uh, 37 picks, something like that. So you guys uh, have a lot you can add to the roster or, as you know, uh, can also make some trades. So it sets up for an exciting Thursday for Seahawks fans. How's the, the prep going for the draft, especially when you have all the picks uh, like you do this year? You know, our prep has been going well. You know, coaches have dived into, uh, you know, evaluating our positions, looking at guys, uh and you know our our GM and our scouting department, they do a great job of the way they set things up, the way they plan. You know, so everybody kind of have their role uh, uh, to play throughout the off season when you when you coming up to a, uh, a a great opportunity like the NFL draft. Uh, you know what? We have some great opportunity coming coming up, and I know our uh, our GM, head coach, personnel department, they're going to put a plan together. And uh, they're going to have a great uh, they're going to have a, a great plan come Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That's for sure. Well, Kerry, how about the uh, the quarterback position for Seattle? First of all, before we talk draft, let's talk about last year and Geno Smith. Famously, um, I was one of the people that wrote him off, and he didn't write back. That was uh, the famous line from Geno last year. What a year he had in the Seahawks offense! So. Uh, you feel like you're you're in a pretty good spot there, uh, but yeah. Before we talk about new talent, how about what you guys were able to do last year with a lot of people saying you'd be one of the worst teams in the league? That had to be pretty fulfilling for you guys to not only win but win while everybody else said you couldn't win. You know, it's it's, it's more about quieting the noise and just believing in what you have as a group. Uh, you know, it starts from the top. You know, it starts from from our head coach, from our general manager. You know, even from our owner, and just coming into the season, you know, we had some changes, and but for for us internally, we believed in ourselves, we believed in the talent that we had, you know, and just a guy like Gino coming in and competing, winning the starting job, and you know, he's he's been a guy that's been hungry, and it showed. You know, he came in laser focus, uh, and in the NFL, you got to have a quarterback that can that can get it done behind the center, and he did a great job. You know, with having him, Drew, Sean Mannion. We had a great room of leaders, uh, and we just believed. We believed in each other as a group, as an organization, as a team, and it showed on the field. You know, and it, it just goes to show you that it doesn't matter what other people think about you. It's about how you come together as a group and you put it together every Sunday. 
Now, Kerry, you said put it together, coming together as a group, and uh, Gino's one of those guys that's uh, he's he's kind of the journeyman of the NFL. He's been to a, he's been on a lot of different teams. What uh, what did you guys do differently that other teams um, didn't really get that same success out of him as you guys did? You know what? It's putting him in the right situation. I think Gino. You know, it was his time. Uh, it's just it was just his time. You know, I think everybody has a time in their life and their time in their career, and also just putting having people around him. You know, we have we had a lot of talent around him uh, on a, as a skill position. The offensive line was great. You know, we was able to run the football. And so when you do that, and, uh, you know, EMC, you know, you play the position, man. When you got when you got those A-plus players around you and you don't have to try to do everything and you fit into a great offensive system, it uh, it works out, you know, and you just got to you just gotta be the point guard and distribute the ball. And that's what he was able to do. Talking to Kerry Joseph today, assistant quarterbacks coach with the Seattle Seahawks. And speaking of quarterbacks coach, uh, we got a guy here uh, coming out of East Carolina that broke some of Marcus Crandall's records here. So you know he's pretty good, holding Halers. And uh, coach, I've I've always been curious about how a guy can raise their stock so much after they're done playing. You've got the the film on them and everything. But we're kind of seeing that happen with Holton Aylers because he's the MVP of two postseason all-star games, the Hula Bowl, the NFL PA Bowl. Uh, he's been to quarterback camps and clinics and getting instruction. And it, it seems like he's gone from a guy that, you know, might be a rookie free agent to a guy that should definitely be a rookie free agent that could potentially get drafted now. So how about uh, his name? Or are, you, are you hearing his name at all? Or are you you talking about him, looking at him? Uh, Holton Aylers from East Carolina. What do you, What do you know about him? You know, you you hear his name. Uh, you've seen you've seen the production that he's had he's had uh, throughout his career. Uh, you know, you do your evaluation, you do your work on him, and then I think what he's doing is is what everybody does is you you can always raise your stock. You know, it doesn't stop. You're always getting better. Whether you're uh, playing the game, whether you're doing workouts, uh, whether you're doing interviews, you know, guys have to guys have to impress in every area leading up to the draft. And I think that's what you see him doing right now. And uh, and I think that's where he gets the buzz from. You know, he's he's talented and uh, he has some skill set. And now he's doing all the things leading up to the draft. And it helps, you know, when people realize and they talk to you and they see how much of a, you know, you got to have some leadership qualities to play the position, uh, the quarterback position in, a, in the NFL. And you got to be able to, you know, like a coach, you got to be able to manage. When you're doing that and people can see that you have those qualities and those intangibles, you know what? It, it, it does what it does for you. It helps you to, to it helps your stock to grow. Terry Joseph joining Marcus Crandall and I here on Pirate Radio. Uh, Coach, when you, you go to, uh, the you know, combines, pro days, and, and you get to see these guys, you're, you're looking at what they can do physically. How important is the – the the mental side of it, uh, you know, when you're able to meet with guys, talk with guys, you, you're so much stuff you got to look at and and get to know these guys. So when if you are, are talking to a potential player that the Seahawks are going to draft or looking at a guy, what do you want to know about him? What kind of questions are you asking? What do you want to know from those uh, those one on one chats? You know, it's a it's a lot of information that you try to just gather. Uh, you know, and it's everybody has their different areas. You know, as a coach, you have you have some information that you want to find find out as a coach. You want to find out who that player is, and 
who that person is. Uh, then, you know, you have your personnel department. They have their way of going around and uh, digging for things and trying to figure out things, putting a plan together. So you just, you know, every organization is different. Everybody has a different plan. And it's just basically, what's, you know, how can I say it? It's, it's your philosophy going into the, into the off season, into the draft process. Uh, it's your organization's philosophy. So you just kind of combine all those all those thoughts and the information that you gather. You put it together as a group, and you make the best sound decision. Uh, I, I, I think you know football uh, on the field, off the field, is just like life. It's no perfect situation. Uh, you believe in what you believe in, and, and you go for it. All right, Kerry. Inquiring Pirate Radio fans want to know. Just like Clip said, you guys have uh, some great quality picks in the first uh, few rounds of the of the draft. Who are you guys picking first, man? <laughs> hey, those, those those inquiring uh, pirate fans gonna have to wait because <laughs> Kerry Joseph has no clue. <laughs> Kerry Joseph joining us for that whole interview. You can check it out YouTube uh, or Facebook. It's available for you. And Marcus, that last little tongue-in-cheek question, it kind of shows, and I think we got into this further in the interview, there's so many people employed by these organizations, and everybody has a job to do. And Kerry Joseph's job is not to draft the players tonight. His job is to, if they draft a quarterback, prepare him to play on Sundays and, and do all that. So everybody's got their job, their task. Now, something he did say interesting, I believe, off the air with us, is that Holt Naylor's is on a list of names for him to look at which tells me that there's a chance he could be brought in there, which there's a chance he could be brought into any team. But he's got his list of names to, hey, just in case, start to get to know these guys because you might be working with them next week. So uh, it was was interesting to hear uh, his take on things and how he's involved in the draft process, Mm -hmm. but also not, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely, because it's it's a pertinent part of uh, the draft process in regards to – He's got to do his evaluations on the quarterbacks, and so they're going to base their decisions on if they were to choose a quarterback. A lot of it is going to be based on some of his information that's given to the person that makes those decisions. Right. So he's got to be accurate uh, with his um, with his ideas and thoughts of that player uh, or those players that he's evaluating, and um, everybody has to be on the same page and. You know, come together and then make a sound decision, as you mentioned. And as fans, we uh, we're interested in the first round, but these teams are trying to find those diamonds in the rough on Saturday in rounds, you know, five, six, seven, and mm-hmm. their list, their uh, their war room. Uh, it's got to be fascinating to see what goes on. So, Marcus, as a coach in the CFL, were you ever involved in in off season and? you know, draft and scouting and things like that. What was your involvement when it came to adding personnel to the team, if any? Yeah, we uh, we evaluate the players, uh, kind of the same process. But uh, on, on draft day, it was pretty much the GM, the head coach, right. and the assistant GM who pretty much made the decisions of who we're going to draft. And so uh, just like they did, we went through that process of watching people, watching film, uh, talked about certain players here and there. I was the offensive coordinator, so just uh, as we mentioned in that, I had to look at everybody, kind of look at all those guys that we went and uh, saw at the Combine or they uh, evaluated and uh, put on the list. And so, uh, and then when it came down to it, 
everybody had to you know <clears throat> buy into yeah. whoever was drafted we picked this guy marcus now you make him good make, make it him, work <laughs> yeah <laughs> get to work all right uh let's make somebody a winner right now as we open up the pirate radio booty bag booty 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 booty, booty everywhere booty 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 everywhere all right 317-1250 the number Shirley, what are we giving away today uh, how about a $10 gift card to Familia? All right, Familia, awesome spot for awesome pizza. Also, as John Moody said yesterday, don't sleep on the build-your-own pasta. They got a lot of great options. Chandler is a fan of the... Italian hoagie. The Italian hoagie. By the way, pizza of the week, and I've got to be honest, I'm not a fan of this, but the pizza of the week is ham and pineapple. Oh, I'm oh. in. I'm in. That, that's a great point you made there because you say you're not a fan Lots you're not a pineapple, like pineapple how about you Marcus? I, I don't mind it yeah. i don't mind it at all i'll be picking, i like it i'll be picking that up friday night on the way home pizza of the week <laughs> ham and ham for a ham and pineapple <laughs> all right shirley what call are you looking for nine caller nine 317-1250 we're back with more with marcus grandel when we return after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Well, contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar, Medispa, and Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation, and congratulations to Eric Mazel of Greenville. Picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food, whether it's great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts. Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now, back to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. We got the NFL draft coming up tonight, and uh, Marcus, I was showing you this. Uh, there's a draft nut that I'm friends with, and has a party every year, puts together some uh, prop a prop sheet for us, and it is almost like learning a foreign language You're to right. me. <laughs> I, I know a handful of college guys. Yeah, I know. Um, washington's needs and outside of that i'm just kind of enjoying the spectacle i i want to see what happens with the quarterbacks i love the trades and how that could impact not only tonight but the future but as far as like knowing all the the names and the prospects i i I know about maybe half of the guys that'll be selected in the first round tonight yeah uh but man this thing really gets in the weeds uh so how about i throw a few your way that's pretty interesting (laughs) all right so intriguing so what would so we think Bryce Young's going number one to Carolina. Yeah. What will the Texans do with the number two pick? Will they draft Will Levis or Tyree Wilson? That's option one. Will they draft C.J. Stroud or Will Anderson? So you got quarterback, defensive guy, uh, quarterback, defensive guy, or any other result, including a trade. If you had to pick one of those options, which one are you taking? Man, it's pretty interesting because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of C.J. Stroud, but I do think that they have a great quarterback there who's um, – 
in Davis Mills. You like Davis Mills? I, I really do. I okay. really do. I mean, he's um, he's one of the if if there's a a certain type, he's the old school type of quarterback, mm-hmm. so to speak, uh, in regards to you know has the, has the big arm, great arm. Uh, but uh, C.J. Stroud is a is a great quarterback. I think um, you know he had an outstanding career. I think uh, what he's going to show in the NFL is going to be kind of what he showed flashes of in the um, in the last game of his career. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't end well. But he, I think, that was one of the first games where he showed his elusiveness and he <clears throat> ran the ball a little bit more uh, than he had in the past. And so I think he's going to do that. But um, uh, I, I think they're going to go with the defensive lineman. I really do. So Wilson or Anderson? I, I'd say Wilson. Okay. That's All my right. Um, I talked to a Texans fan last night, said he didn't want Levis, didn't want Stroud, only because he doesn't think they're a quarterback away. Like they, He thinks there's a lot more than just getting a quarterback there. And, and you know, he's okay with Mills as well. But uh, he would rather see them trade back and, and or take one of those stud defensive players. He does not want to see a quarterback uh, come off the board for his team. So we'll see what happens tonight. Um, what do the Cardinals do with the third pick in this year's draft? Now, this is where I think the first trade could happen. It could happen with Houston, but I even saw today that the Cardinals are looking for a trade partner, willing to look for a trade partner with that third pick. So that was my uh, answer to this sheet. Will they draft Will Anderson? Will they trade the pick or any other result, meaning take any other player? How about Arizona? What do you think they do here? I think they take another player outside of what's there. Offense, defense. I'm going to say offense. Okay. I'm going to say receiver, actually. I don't know, but I think that's the route that they're going to go. Well, it sounds like they may be losing a receiver, as if you look at the odds, the player most likely to be traded right now is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. There you go. So, uh, and some, it's some interesting coincidence <laughs> or not out there about DeAndre Hopkins. He did an interview this week where he talked about how much he loved Josh Allen and the Bills, which you don't normally hear a player talk about how much they love another team and play. Right. So, I don't know if his agent's working on some there, yeah. uh, but found that interesting earlier yeah. this week. How about the number of quarterbacks taken in the first round uh, this year, Marcus? And I believe that number was like four and a half, uh, something like that. How many QBs uh, do you think get picked? So you've got um, Stroud and Young and Levis and Richardson are all. Now, I like uh, Hooker from Tennessee. Mm -hmm. The problem is, and Marcus, I think you've talked about this, going into a draft where you're injured. Right. So it's uh, now – it's not like you need this guy to play from day one, but you'd rather take a healthy guy than a guy, you know, coming off of surgery. So uh, do you think Hendon Hooker, you know, what do you think about him out of Tennessee? I, I, I like him. I, I like watched him a, him a little bit, um, especially the highlights, but um, I, I think he showed very well as far as his career this this past season and uh, unfortunately wasn't able to finish the uh, bowl game off but um, or, or, or play in the bowl game at all. Uh, but uh, I really like his skill set. Um the good thing about whoever picks him is that he'll have some time to get healthy. Yeah. Right? If you pick him, you have to go in and saying, hey, we're going to grow and develop this guy. Uh, he's going to be our quarterback of the true quarterback of the future and not forcing him on the field before he's ready to get out there. Well, I like this, Marcus. This guy, 
I guess it's Mel Kuyper's draft. He has the Rams getting Hendon Hooker. Think about that. They've got Matthew Stafford. That's right. And they're basically saying, let's get our QB of the future uh, in Hooker. I also saw Minnesota Vikings. They have Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, so maybe he goes to a place that already has a starter for now, but can be the, the QB of the future. Guy to groom. Yeah, I like that. Marcus, we are out of time. Enjoyed the show today. And uh, thanks for helping us out with the Coach Kerry Joseph interview and Dominique Davis interview. That was Absolutely, fun. And man, that was good. I, I know you got some more teammates uh, or, or guys that you know through the business that uh, we might be talking to down the Yes, road. absolutely. I mentioned one uh, earlier, Jason Nichols. He's yeah. going to be joining us next week. All right. And then also I'll get Larry Shannon, former wide receiver for the Pirates. The terrible towel. I used to <laughs> not uh, the terrible towel. The pirate towel. I used to like being Larry Shannon in the uh, in the yard, catching right? uh, catching right. fade routes. Awesome. Uh, because he could catch a fade like no other. That yes, was awesome. Yes, he could. Yes, he could. All right, Marcus. We'll uh, talk to you next week, man. Enjoy. All it. right. Same here. Shirley Chandler. We'll see you fine, folks. Three o'clock tomorrow, right here on another edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll talk to you Friday. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.